Alright everybody, hello, welcome to another episode of Movie Mandem. I'm one of your hosts, Damien, with me as always with my co-host. Hey, it's me, Bam. Hello, Bam. Hi, Bin Man. Pretty good. It's good to, good to see you. Yeah. Um, I'm cold as hell because I'm in like um, 1970s short you shorts. Got, you as, got as like the, 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 and the polo shirt is open too. You're showing off the chest hair, yeah, no, chest <laughs> hair the, the Jesus pendant. Uh, chain. I'm, I'm, I'm going very 1970s for this episode. Yeah. I, I just got um I got the Godfather shirt on. That's true. I got this because I have a godson now. That's true. Um, but it's fitting for these episodes where we get to talk about the fucking Godfather. <laughs> um, coming off of our Barbie episode where we stormed into the castle with a book on the Godfather That's to right. take over the podcast. That's right. It worked um, perfectly. Yeah, very ironically. All the Barbies were very happy. About no, it. yeah, they were over the moon to hear us talk about horses. Ecstatic. Um, and did they wear pink? Yeah, yeah, yeah they were a few of them I were, need were a pink. videographer so I can like see the storm. Lauren, my phone is right here. Would you <laughs> take up this phone and video? Well, like, uh, okay, uh, when I lose things to say, which might be okay, soon. Then video <laughs> All right. So, so speaking to us just then is one of our guests today, Lauren. Sip. How are you doing? Uh, it's been rough, but I just had some. No, no, Lauren, Lauren, we just keep it. We, we you know, think we're doing good every week. We just yeah. say that. Yeah, this is oh, okay. Keep it well, light. No, doing terrible. Oh, my light. God, what's wrong with you? Uh, I just had spinach paneer for the first time. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, delicious. And what else did you have for the first time? Oh, a gin and tonic. Right. How was that? <coughs> a little strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, could use some uh, of that actually. Be be my and guest. Dash whatever you need to do in there. That it's gonna go from gin and tonic to jungle juice no, in a minute. No, it is no, it is no a gin and tonic guava lemonade strawberry. Yes. Now, doesn't that sound delicious? <laughs> good, actually. That sounds tremendous. It is. Uh, and joining me to my right is the lovely Kin. Hi. Who is our uh, classic movie expert? Yes. Flexing no. herself a bit today. Right. Wow. Now, when I pitched I this to Kin, yeah, yeah, you do. You're a class member. Now, when I pitched this to Kin, I said, I know this may, this may harm your gentle 1950s sensibilities, <laughs> but is the 1970s too modern an era for you, Kin? Yeah. We're talking about and things. I'm excited to be adventurous mm-hmm. and say yes. Go outside of your comfort zone right. with the 1970s. Even the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, should I say what we're talking about or you want to do that? Uh, you can you can say the subject of our. All right. So the subject of our episode is today, as we are recording, is his birthday. Yeah. He uh, unfortunately left this world way too early. But in the time that he was here, he was in five films, five of which uh, were were they? You said they were all nominated for best picture. All nominated for best picture. Two of these films were The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two. He is an icon, a legend. He is the one, the only John Cazale. We're talking about his films today in honor of his birthday. And uh, that is the topic today. We're going to talk about five wonderful movies. Okay. So, (coughs) as a cultural narrative, the silent generation are described as children of the Great Depression, whose parents, having reveled in the highs of the Roaring Twenties, now face great economic hardship and struggle to provide for their families. Before reaching their teens, they shared with their parents the horrors of World War II, but through children's eyes. Many lost their fathers or older siblings who were killed in the war. They saw the fall of Nazism and the catastrophic devastation made capable of the nuclear bomb. When the silent generation began coming of age after World War II, they were faced with a devastated social order within which they would spend their early adulthood on a new enemy in communism via the betrayal of the post-war agreements and rise of the Soviet Union. Unlike the previous generation who had fought for change in the system, 
the silent generation was about working within the system. They did this by keeping their heads down and working hard, thus earning themselves the silent label. And it is in this cultural environment on the day of August 12, 1935, a young boy by the name of John Cazell was born. The son of Italian-American parents, he grew up in Rivera, Massachusetts, where he would eventually catch the acting bug after joining his high school drama, drama team. So like any aspiring actor at the time, he moved to New York City, where in between auditions, he worked as a taxi cab driver and a photographer, and eventually a messenger for Standard Oil, where he would frequently bump into a co-worker by the name of Al Pacino. <laughs> they would frequently see each other in the, in the way co-workers would, but never became close friends, until a year later when they found themselves both cast in a play called The Indian in the Cupboard. The play worked so well, they were both awarded Off-Broadway Theatre Awards for their performances by The Village Voice. During this time, they became close friends and did several plays together. But as the faith of actors often are, they briefly went their separate ways until serendipitously, of course. Duh, serendipitously, of course. <clears throat> they were to meet up again shortly after they were independently cast in a small Italian film known as... Everybody say it now! The Godfather! Godfather. Yeah, there we go. Um, that was beautiful. Did you write that yourself? Um, Wikipedia might <laughs> <laughs> some, some, some Not ChatGPT? <laughs> no, 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 ChatGPT, Chat give me a bio on John Kazale. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to the, the orange or source. All right. Well so, th- well done indeed. And um, a fitting intro to such a legend as John Kazale himself. Um, now, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go chronological order? Because if we do that, we start with The Godfather. I don't <laughs> know. I, I meant for you guys to all shout The Godfather and we get right into The Godfather. Right into The Godfather. Yeah. Okay, well, great. Um... Well, everybody here has seen The Godfather. You've seen Godfather? Okay. Um, Uh, Good movie, that guy. Yeah, pretty pretty good. (laughs) I don't know if people, (laughs) you know, if it's caught on with people. It's kind of a cult. Classic people don't really. It's sort of a small independent. I think it's more mainstream and cult. Like, nobody, most people can't hate it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's one of those special ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's definitely, for this generation, um, people have heard so much. The most offhand discussed best film for uh, even for people who have never seen it, they yeah. just know, oh, that famous movie. Yeah, and it, and it's just regarded as the greatest movie of all time, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, it, it to I the point that it's almost like hand waved away, like yeah. oh, yes, of course, like yeah, this. The Godfather. Yeah. Um, but it is one of the greatest movies of all yeah. time. The thing is, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and um, you know how in in Barbie there's a scene where um the uh, Bob Marley Ken. Bob Marley Ken he's um Ken's planning yes. the Godfather to Issa Rae's Barbie, mm-hmm. um and. My friend watched it and she's just like, she agrees with the scene. She gets the scene. Yes. She understands the scene. Yes. But at the same time, yes. The Godfather is kind of hard to break into yes. if you have no context for it. Right. So she would the actually... Ki- the Kens do not care though. No, I know. But she would actually really like if someone sat down with her and, and just walked through The Godfather okay. with her. Right. So, yeah. so I actually have uh, an agreement with her well, to do mu- that. Well, much like, um, what's her name? Uh, physicist Barbie said... I kind of like um, doing this. It's like a vacation for my brain. Right. Some girls like a nice, just give me an extra free breather. Yeah, and it's just and and like it. I think it give is. Me a nice Ken <laughs> It is. It is. It's a movie from 1972. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of historical context to it, and like when you go into something with the pretext of this is the greatest movie you've ever seen. Right. That's a lot to live up to. Right. And. I don't think the first time you watch it, just like putting it on, if you don't watch movies from the 1970s, yeah. I don't think it's going to vibe with you mm-hmm. immediately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because 70s movies, there's just a lot of like standing around and talking. Yeah. And a lot of like vibes hanging out. A lot of vibes hanging out and you get lots of good character work within that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk specifically about Kazale's role in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. 
He plays the second oldest middle brother, yeah. of the Corleone children, the middle brother. Yeah. Um, Fredo, Fredo Corleone. Fredo Corleone, which um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but you you know the reporter Chris Cuomo? Mm-hmm. Um, he he got called Fredo at one point. Because okay. his brother's a mayor? No, it, well, <laughs> maybe that was part of it. Yeah. But he, he was very offended at it um, because Fredo in, in The Godfather kind of a kind of a dumbass kind of a goofball he's the slow child he's a slow child <laughs> he's he's the one that the, the that don corleone is just like yeah that's my son yeah i you guess know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's harmless yeah i mean I, I, his mother once said you're not my child you were left on the porch by gypsy <laughs> <laughs> that's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking yeah, you know on the receiving end well, yeah. yeah but oh, then fredo is a tragic character yeah he's tragic <laughs> i have yep. no doubt um but like chris cuomo was just like um, you can't call Italian people Fredo. It's like the N-word for Italian ah, people. Ah, and I was like, really? not really, bro. <laughs> no, the W word is the N-word yeah, exactly. for Italian people. One, one, like, <laughs> one is a harmful word that has been passed down through generations of slavery. And the other is a kind of dumbass goofball from a <laughs> from movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but like he is... Wait, Italians have another one because... Guinea as well. They yeah, that's you guys get two of your own. You Don't come to me. They with used it a lot too. Oh yeah, in in, in oh, yeah. Godfather, yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, the the, um, the 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 old non-racist Irish police com- police. What captain? was it? Um, it was it was Connie's husband in the middle of beating her with a belt. Yes, as, um, as he does as his one. Or no, right trait. before he's gonna his one character trait. Right, right before. <laughs> Sings and he beats his wife. Is one ca- end of yeah, character. exactly. <laughs> end of character. Um, the 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 line that he has is because um he comes home and he's he's like he doesn't want to eat dinner and she's like spent all day preparing yes. her this dinner, preparing him this dinner, and she just starts you know uh, breaking plates, plates all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Um, and then when he, when she's done with her tantrum, he's just now clean it up, you spoiled Guinea brat, yes. and then he starts <laughs> to beat her with the. Yep. Yep. I like that you you found that casual racism just so <laughs> humorous. <laughs> That okay. nice domestic violence and racism wrapped up so perfectly. I, like, where was a laugh track for that scene? I, I'm not versed in Italian slurs. Yes. A little I closer. Even, I don't know what the W one is. Boy, Lauren, do we have an episode for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, <laughs> yeah, the, the W one is usually preceded by Greasy. Yes. Um, greasy. Great way to start our Godfather episode <laughs> oh, talking about... Oh, let's, let, let's get into it, guys. Come on. How do you say it, or is it that bad? Um, you, you, you Greasy Wop. Yeah. Wop? Wop, yeah. W-O-O-P. Wop. Oh. Yeah. yeah, WAP. Why? Why is it derogatory? Um, you know, I actually don't know the context. Uh, I hear it's a lot, but I don't know. When okay, in 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 like the 1910s, 1900s, mm. when like all the Irish and Italian immigrants came off the boats, mm-hmm. essentially to come to America to live a new life, um, all the American American white people were there. Just started like treating them as like others, mm-hmm. and so it just formed this lovely culture of racism where they were Italians and, and, and Irish were fighting to like get to the cream of the crop white people so oh. many slurs and things came about greasy you see well, yeah. well, hold on. it's Urban usually Dictionary actually is saying it means without paper Ooh, okay, mm. great, great, great. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. They came off the boat to Ellis Island. Illegal immigration. Illegal immigration. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's great. Do they still use that in modern like as a modern slur? I, I, I mean, yeah, but like if you gotta you be real old school <laughs> yeah to use it. Like, like i don't think gen z is going around yeah i mean they don't use slurs that much because but i don't think like i think now you'd call him like a jersey shore run <laughs> <laughs> i don't think a snooky a snooky <laughs> yeah there's a whole situation going on here <laughs> yeah um 
like I think they used WAP in Sopranos, but I was like the the older gentleman. Yeah, that w- that was, but that's yeah. like twenty years ago now. Yeah, exactly. I don't th- I don't think if you made a show about Italians, they'd they'd be saying that. Sopranos was twenty years ago. Oh, was 20 yeah. years ago. Nine, 99. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy how much that show holds up because yeah. racism is still the same. Yeah. <laughs> like that whole episode about um the what is it? The the Columbus Day. Yep. Um 100% that would be an episode that was written today. today yeah. But like it would be in a commentary, commentary. on wokeism. Right. Sopranos ahead of its time. Yep. Um so John Cazale playing Fredo, um he has these siblings He's got Sonny Corleone, that's his eldest brother. brother. Uh, We talked about Connie earlier. Um, Connie, who is, what's her name again? The actress's name. Oh, Talia Shire. Talia Shire. Um, You mean your favorite person from Rocky? My favorite person from Rocky. Mm -hmm. That is um, uh, uh, Adrian Mm -hmm. from Rocky. Uh, Had a great 70s, she did. Um, And the sister of Francis Ford. His (laughs) his younger brother, played by his good friend Al Pacino, Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Corleone. now, what I find like interesting about watching Fredo in this movie, because mm-hmm. I feel like you see multiple Fredos. Yeah. You start out and he's, he's drunk. He's drunk, drunk at a wedding. He's drunk at a wedding yeah. and he's having a good time. Yeah. You know. Um, but then he's also like outside of that. Whenever he's around his father, whenever he's around his brother, very he's very demure. He's kind of oh, yeah, yeah. quiet. Mm-hmm. You know. Like every time he talks to his father, he's just like, "Okay, pop. Mm-hmm. All right, pop. Mm-hmm. We'll do this, pop." Okay. And that's it. He's 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 infantilized and i think because of that he doesn't really show up until vito is shot yeah and you see him like like breaking down at the sight of his his father being shot yeah kind of starts coming in more maybe that made him grow up i think i mean that'll do it yeah grows up immediately but it's not just that he saw his father shot it's just that it's also that he 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 fumbled the gun he fumbled the gun yeah it was his job to protect yeah he was the only bodyguard yeah that day yeah um, brought his dad to the markets. He has a gun. He's supposed to protect that. Right, and 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 like, there's a whole thing where you know Vito the Corleone, who's played by Marlon Brando, comes out and he's just like, "Where, where's my bodyguard?" Right, and and in that it was just like, "Oh, you're all I have." Yeah, I'm gonna get killed today. Right. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, let me just prep myself for the bullet, and I think yep. that might be why he yeah, survived. He, he clenched. Just he clenched up because yeah, he knew he was gonna get shot. Yeah. Um, and that, of course, is where the motif of the or- oranges comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you see... Every time somebody eats an orange, somebody's about to die. Yeah. yeah. And and that's carried over into um, multiple things in media. Like, if you watch Breaking Bad, um, orange is very much like the precursor to death. It's also in Mad Men. There's not, like, Godfather has influenced a lot of... Um, Are there that many deaths in Mad Men, though? There's a, there's a whole um, unaliving, uh, a self-unaliving that... Only, only the manager died, right? No. Um... Jared Harris, his character. Right, right, right. right, right, he, right. he hangs himself. But right, like the... Oh, and the guy who gets his foot chopped off by the lawnmower? I didn't see that. I haven't seen all of Mad Men. Okay. Um, but, but that character that hangs himself, like the episode before, he's taking a nap on an orange couch. Okay, okay. So there's lots of things oh. like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I feel like his performance in this, there's also... Um, <laughs> There's Vegas Fredo. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. We, we can combine part one and part two into... You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because there's... The, well, Vegas Fredo shows up in the first one, and this is after Michael's taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, f- you know, Don Corleone is still alive at this point, uh, but Michael comes out to visit him in Vegas. Yeah. And this is when, like, you know, y- you get some time he, he, abroad. He, he's given something to do. Yeah. Thing, yeah. But also, like, he's away from the family, family and all, all of yeah, that he pressure can be his own person. right so so it's like yeah. when the kid goes abroad and Even you can he's like essentially working for more green <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but like he's he's like 
um, he's having sex with waitresses right. while they're on their shift yeah, in the middle the, of the, the place. The, the exact line. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Yeah. My customers couldn't get a drink. I had to straighten them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he grew up. Yeah, he... he I think he, he does. He, no, he went from a little boy to like a rambunctious teenager. Yeah, like, like I can do what I want. Yes. My dad's not here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, um, in in a lot like he he walks into the room. He's got the sunglasses on. He's got the white suit, yeah, the cream suit. Yeah, he's yeah. just like uh, I'm gonna <laughs> show. I'm rich. Yeah, I'm gonna show Mike that I can do the, yeah, the big things. Yeah, like you know? I've, I've been I've, I've, I've become a big time. Like you could see the dynamic of the two brothers from there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, oh yeah. The older one was trying to get the respect of the younger one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But younger one has already earned the respect. Hey. Yeah. He he he's stone cold. Like he knows his power. He's in charge. Mm-hmm. And but the the but Fredo unfortunately like that's the great tragedy of him. But he's just like he he, he so Sonny gets shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. He is the older brother. He was going to take over essentially just per Italian rules like yeah. well the, the older son should mm-hmm. thank god he gets shot on the on the highway <laughs> and <laughs> then and then um Vito has to look over it like yeah it's 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 Mike I it's, mean it's Mike I'm sorry yeah. I, I cannot hand my empire oh. over to Fredo that oh would just god. be a calamitous yeah. <laughs> like, like. do you what do you do you watch succession no do you what? watch succession no do you absolutely don't even know what that is okay, okay. <laughs> how do you not know what succession anyway um well, i i know what you're saying yeah i have a counterpoint to it okay i don't want succession but i do watch arrested development <laughs> and you know what that has that has uh overbearing angry big brother yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a younger brother young uh, a, younger a hapless brother, younger brother ha- ha- yes a ha- hapless yeah a younger brother who needs to step up and be in charge right and a dumb middle brother right right it's much like the yeah yeah else, yeah so like a lot of shows have taken this archetype of the the Fam- godfather family, dynamic yeah. yes. Um, but like the reason I brought the succession because there's a one of the, uh, at one point the whole show is about who's gonna take over for the dad, mm-hmm. and there's one episode where the dad is talking about the younger son, um, and he's like, maybe you could do it, you know, like was I ready when I started? Who's ever really ready? And they're like seriously considering it, and that son happens to call on the phone to say to his dad like, hey dad, if you're really considering this, I want it. Mm-hmm. And the dad is just silent. Mm-hmm. And the, the son is like, I mean, if you think I want it, because like, if you don't think I want it, then, yeah. then I don't, I won't take it, but I want it, you know, right. but it's, it's up to you ultimately. But what I want is, is right. the job. And, right. and he just, just fox, stumbles fox, over fox, like fox, that. Fox, fox, yeah. Immediately after that, close out the phone. He's just like, nope, he's out. Yep. Can't do it. Right. Confidence. Mm. Confidence. But Fred, but, but, but Vito knows that yeah. from like, I think from yeah. early on, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like when he was playing with, with dolls and, yeah. and, and blocks, yeah. he was just like, yeah, you're, in, in, so you're not going to amount in, in to much. In the book, you kind of get allusions to your childhood. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's very clear from the kids who are like 14. They're like, mm-hmm. Michael is the smart of, mm-hmm. of, of, all, these, of mm-hmm. all these kids. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you got the killer instinct. You yeah. can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has the killer instinct, but he's also, he's not abrasive or rash. But and I that is the number one I thing. I think the fact that he was actually the odd one out, out of the family's dirty business. Yes. I feel Michael. Like in a way, yeah. right, Michael. In Look. a way that protected Michael from yes. actually being um, mixed up early. Yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then he actually has a successor that's like insurance. But that's not in the movie. That's not he. Vo- Vito says that's not really what he wanted for Michael. Yeah. But I feel like subconsciously it's like a, a good backup that he. Y- had. Yeah. So so yeah. What, what, yeah. what happened was at a very early age, Vito noticed Michael's independence and realized like, okay, well, this is in the book. It's in the book. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's just like, well, okay. I already have Sonya. Sorry, have hold on. Is this 
just bookman them. Did I stumble into bookman them? <laughs> into book, book talk? <laughs> book talk. Yeah. I mean, context, you know, it's important. Context. He comes He comes here, comes here on the day of the um, the John Cazale podcast, yes. and he's talking to me about books. Yeah. And we, we don't read books on this, but we, we watch movies. Right. Sometimes we watch TV right. shows. Right. And that's it. The only a, reading a, we do is subtitles a book, and screenplays. A, a book is like a very long subtitle. <laughs> <or> like, <laughs> a book is... Okay, you remember at the beginning of Star Wars? There's yeah. Like a, there's oh like God. a crawl. Yeah, yeah. A book is like a long... It's like a long version Star of that? Wars crawl. All right, I'm back yeah. in. Okay, I'm back yeah. in. All right, let's do that. So, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's he notices his independence from a young age, and that's when he kind of decides, like, all right, I'll, 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 if, he do, if he don't want none of this business, I'll keep him separate. So that's why he goes off joins the army and those other but uh, again because of that because he didn't get mixed up early the family's recognized like i right, leave leave mike alone he's not part of that so right that's that's why he's able to have the meeting in the first place between mm-hmm. the captain and the other don yeah yeah um so so they they, they let fredo run vegas at least yeah. right and yeah, i th- they're, they're, they're playpen yeah and i feel like that was also michael at this point who had taken over he's he is Operating under the idea that you know Fredo, he's not good, not doesn't have what it takes yeah. to be the the big boss. Give him a little gig. Give him a little gig, and also I feel like there might have been more respect from like a brotherly standpoint because, you know, you grow up with with this this kid, and you can kind of see like the stuff that he can do. You get a sense of his capabilities more than like a dad who. Dad's has to foresee the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing and yeah. see all the kids. He's not always that locked into every little idiosyncrasy. Uh, so I feel like that was like Michael being like, all right, I'm in charge. Daddy never really thought Fredo could amount to much, but let me see what he does in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Fredo <laughs> Fredo just goes, it, there's how much it, cocaine it, here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's also that pride thing. We're just like, yeah, he's a dummy, but he's my son. I still got to, you know, give him some opportunity. Yeah, to yeah. Up in some way. Yeah. And I mean, I, not the job job, but certainly yeah. something. Yeah. And and so I think Fredo like he he tees up probably the moment where um, Michael most shows the the first moment where he shows that he's much like his father because there's a scene early on when it's part Vito one or part two part one okay. it's Vito Corleone Sonny Corleone and um, Tom Hagen who is the adopted brother played by Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, good actor, right? Good actor. <laughs> Bam! There might be some good performances yeah. in The Godfather. Real? Uh, okay, I, 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 I want to say this right now. I think we should save the pack on rankings for the end of the episode. Uh-huh. We're gonna go through each movie. Each movie. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. So yeah, so they're in a meeting, and um, there's a point where Sonny speaks out the turn, and at the end of that scene, um, Vito is just like, "Never let anybody outside the family know what yes, you're thinking." Yes. And Michael has almost that exact moment with Fredo. In the hotel. Uh, um, yeah. Because Fredo is speaking up for Mo Green. Yes. While Mo Green is defending the fact that he slapped the slapped shit out of the shade, shade yes. Fredo yes. in public. Right. And Fredo's just like, hey, he didn't mean it. He really, hey, he, come on, Mike. He didn't mean it. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I know he loves me. Right. His hand slipped. You know, right. he's ba- right. Fredo is essentially a battered housewife for Mo Green at right. that point. Um, and he is. <laughs> he is, yeah. Wow. And, and uh, when... Michael when was just like, dog, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And Michael's just like, you're going to let this bro... T- like, you, we send you out here. Right. You make this man slap in public. And then you go apologize for him to my face. Yes. Like, how am I supposed to take that, dog? Right. So he's just like, yo, don't ever do something like that again. He lucky he didn't get up and slap him the way Vita did. That guy in the first scene who was... Bald. You can act like a man. You can act like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny, the singer who comes Jesse, to the wedding, yeah. 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 Um, 
And uh, yeah, so so Fredo is now getting that treatment from his father, from his brother. And I feel like that heavily plays into what happens in part two, mm-hmm. which I feel like is also where John Cazale's performance, because he does a great performance in the first, in, in part one. Um, part two is where he Shine. goes off. Yeah. Like he's, he, he they're, they're like, so it's, it's him and Michael um, in Cuba. Yeah. Right. And, and they're brokering some Batista's deal. having Cuba. a great time. Nothing bad will ever happen. They're having a great time. <laughs> right. I mean, there's Who's car- this Castro fellow. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> there's car bombings everywhere. Um, Michael is getting a sense of what it looks like when someone who wields ultimate power is yes. not exactly loved. Yes. Uh, and he's just like, hmm, mm. should I, oh, yeah, should, should, should I kind of preserve this power that I have by destroying my enemies, perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe? Um, and um, there's an attempt on Michael's life yes. early in, on in the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they attack him where his lovely house. yeah, his, his lovely bedroom, house. They just shot up they shot in his in his bedroom <laughs> where his, his life where, where his wife, wife sleeps, sleeps yes. and his children come to play with their yes, toys. Yes. That's that's the line that he says. Um, very distraught by this because he's he's like, the if I'm gonna get shot, I'm gonna get shot in the streets. Right. I feel like that was the first time I heard his voice raised while talking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. He, he, he. So he. It's it's funny because like. Michael has this complete evolution in the first one. Yeah. Where he's just like, I don't want anything to do with the family. Like, like I just he's keep like, it separate. He says to, to, to Kay, like, that's my family, that's my Kay. Family. That's not me. That's not me. I'm yeah. broke being my own person. Then he sees his father shot. He has to step up. He goes to the hospital. And step up, he, he did. He says to step up. And then... He tells he, that guy with the flowers yeah, to stand yeah, outside. Yeah, he, and he, he immediately, like, makes a soldier in yeah. front of his very eyes. Yeah. Like, also, he, like, not... Caring, not really caring if this man lives or dies, yes. but there is a chance that you he could offer some protection exa- to me. Yes, yes. All just showing his manipulation right. of people immediately. immediately yeah. right. who, who, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Corleone. Yes. In, in hostile scenery, it's protected. Yeah, so where he sends the guy to stand outside and pretend that he has a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like that guy could very much just get just shot, shot obliterated. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's also like that guy just does it. Yeah. Like Michael yeah. says, go right. do something and he just does it. Yeah, so he just says, come and he's like, sure. I guess yeah. I it. yeah. So then, and then, so he does that. And then, of course, old racist officer Irish McGee <laughs> comes, smacks him in the face. <laughs> and then, like, you see him, like, with a swollen jaw. Yeah. Perfectly mirroring his father, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, sitting out with a swollen yeah, jaw. Yeah, with, with the, like, the... Puffed um, up cheek, yeah. And, and the, the way that he speaks, too. The kind of... Yeah, right. like, refer And he's, refer he's sitting in the meeting. He's watching dumb, like, dumbass Sonny, dumbass Fredo, and crew <laughs> just, like, arguing about <laughs> what to do. And you just see him staring. And he, he, you just see it right there in his eyes, like... I have to be the one to do this. Yeah. I'm the only person yeah. that can do this. And yeah. he just, you see him like coming to like, he doesn't want his life, but, but it is my family. He yeah. He's literally made for it. It's, yeah. it's my pop. Yeah. Like he, he gave me the whole life that I have. Yes. And no, we, I'm, I must repay. I must yeah. repay him. Yeah. Um, very and tragic he, that he loses his humanity in the process. He loses his humanity. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, but in, so in the second one, he's flexing his, um, you know, donness. Yes. Right. In, in the first scene, it's whose wedding is it? What's the celebration in the first scene? Um, they. Inv- I, I, I don't remember. It's not a wedding. It's a communion. It's a communion. Yeah, communion. Kids, kids communion. Kids communion. communion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Communion. Yeah. But he invites like every politician. <laughs> and and the, it's funny how two faced the senators were. Oh yeah, they were yeah. just openly like, we don't care for you, you you Guineans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he says. Yeah, and 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 like he's he's holding these meetings. It's very much a parallel to the first Refer- movie Refer- where yeah. Vito is holding meetings at his wedding, daughter's yeah, wedding because yeah. you can't deny a favor on the day of your daughter's wedding yeah. if you're Sicilian, right? But you can't deny a favor hey. on the communion. Nobody. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's like, hey, nobody getting married today. We right. don't, you know. Um, 
so like at at the, the aftermath of and, that and, and well the government the subject Fredo pulls up with his extremely drunk wife yeah who is just mm. causing she a real tantrum yeah. yeah yeah so I watched a deleted scene um, oh yes yes Godfather deleted scenes Godfather well. two deleted scenes um where it, it shows because you just see her acting drunk on the dance floor yeah but she came Lauren's drunk. getting so comfortable right <laughs> I'm now I'm listening because to be honest I didn't really watch the Godfather two and I have no thing I just know Fred. Fredo kicks the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, what happens? <laughs> I mean, I, that's all I remember from the second one. And a, and a communion. And, and um, was where was the little hot Italian girl? That was the first one, right? First one, yeah. Hot yeah. Italian yeah, so girl. When, when Michael goes off to Italy, probably. <laughs> no, man, the, the oh, the <laughs> you mean Apollonia? The hot no. Italian is the second one? Oh, no. The hot Italian is the first okay. one. Okay. There's many hot Italians, guys. <laughs> Get specific about the hot Italians. <laughs> Supple, soft Apollonia. Italian. Apollonia. That's Apollonia. Yes. When you say supple and soft, it's Apollonia for sure. Lauren, that's the hot country girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, when you said Fredo gets shot, it's funny because Pacino was there when Fredo gets shot in the second one, mm-hmm. and then he's also there when mm-hmm. Fredo gets shot yep. in Dog Day Afternoon. That's right. Yeah. I just thought, wow, he got to see his friend die oh, twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, John, John Cazale, he, he, he died a lot. On, oh on film. You know what's fascinating? John Cazell is in five films. Yeah. In two of them, he's named Fredo, and in two of them, he's named Stan. Oh, Stan. yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, uh, but we're, you know, so we're. How we're many did he get killed in? Um, <laughs> oh. Um, two? Two. Does he does he die in um the the conversation? No no no. no, no okay, no. so then he he only dies in two because he dies in Godfather two. That's still a big number. Yeah, most actors. And one of them is a sequel, so yes, yes, yes. yeah, it doesn't count. So let's call it four. Yeah, so let's, yeah, <laughs> so so let's call it <laughs> sure. one character. I love learning math. Let's <laughs> <laughs> break it down. One character out of four yes. Yes. ends up yes. um yeah. Anyway, no, two characters out of four. <laughs> two other yeah, two out half your characters die. Good for yeah. you, man. Yeah. Most most <laughs> actors don't get a big death scene. You get two. Um, and such a famous death. <laughs> so, so he, yeah. So, but like Michael, he's playing hardball at the communion, and he's just like, somebody has betrayed me. Somebody right. has set up this hit. Right. And then there's a moment when they're at the. Oh, so sorry. J- j- just go back to delete this real quick. Oh, sorry. You uh, were doing yeah, a something, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So he just see. He I just not to cut you, but I realize um Lauren pulled a Drax. Yeah. Where in, in Guardians three they leave Drax on the couch for like two seconds, right. and he and goes to lie down. Yeah, like it's I'm long. That's how. Ride. That's how it it's an work. oblong. Why is oblong. it oblong? Yeah, yeah go yeah. on. You so, deleted scene. So, so in 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 the, in the original, so you just see the wife drunk on the thing, and Fredo like trying to calm her down. Yeah. Um, do you think do that's like just a projection of Fredo looking for love wherever he can um, find it? I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the scene before they pull up in the car, she's already drunk and shouting in the car. Right. Oh, Sorry, it's nothing. Tippy taps. We do have a soundboard. No, it's just the the. Just forget it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, all right. So him, him and him and I'll leave it in though. <laughs> sure. Uh, him and the wife pull up. I don't think she has a name. Actually, maybe she does. Um, she, she pulls up. She's already drunk and belligerent in the car. Right. She like stumbles out of the car in her dress. She's missing her shoes. And Fredo is just like, I'm not going to make you embarrass me in front of Mikey. Like he lets a bit. He has a lot of important people here. I can't let you do this. And she like walks away and he like chases after her and she stumbles. And all he's trying to do is just fit her shoes on, on her, her on her, right? right? And she's Aww. like kicking him off. Yeah. And then he's just like, this is very important. It's a big day. It's a big day. And she looks him dead in the face and she's like, why do you got to earn respect from your little brother? <laughs> oh, and you wow. just see the yeah. look in his face. Like, like, like he's just shaking as he's trying to put the f- foot back on her. Uh-huh. And he's just like, 
like like I I know that I do not want you to like vocalize that. Ever. Yeah, and he's yeah. Really shaking. And, 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 and like I can relate to that because yeah, there's so much there's so much like subtext yeah. in in the the Godfather films. It, 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 it's so great because like Fredo is like fifth sixth lead in the Godfather, bro, and then he's <laughs> the these the side the supporting character. Yeah, yeah. In 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 the second one, so. yeah. I think that's what he's best at. Funnily enough, yeah. Th- well, he's he, one of those people he's who the best supporting actor. He is the best supporting actor <laughs> yeah, of all time. Yeah, yeah. everybody looked good. Yeah. Were yeah. those five movies the only movies he did in his entire career? He did a lot of plays in between. Okay. Yeah, um, but but so so that so I was gonna say I can relate to that because like there are times where you're you're with somebody and they do not have the nuances yes. of the family dynamic yes. so they just call a spade a spade right. and it strikes a chord yep. and the response that you have to it is not always you can't always talk about it so freely it's like yeah i i, I, know, I know i know i know i shouldn't yes, have yes. to like be walking on eggshells yes. but like it's just easier yep. just put on your shoes yep. just go about mm-hmm. our day mm-hmm. and um you know, I, I I wonder sometimes where exactly the point of betrayal was, where he sets up the hit on Michael because it's w- it's when he's off in Vegas and um what's his name Jaime and um uh, Michael Hyman Roth Hyman Roth yeah Johnny Ola Johnny Ola Johnny yeah. Ola yeah or so, no sorry it, it, it's Cuba it's when he's setting up in Cuba right that they're like oh Fredo's alone let's let's work out a deal and they play at his insecurities yeah and they're like let's cut you in a deal right why don't you set this up for us with Mikey don't tell Mikey but do something good for it for yeah. you and he's I, again, that's why he's. Uh, I love him, but he's the slow brother. He just yeah. has no business sense whatsoever, and he also, he's also willing to betray the Don. And there's Wait, also. Does he actually think that they're gonna kill Michael? They. Th- I, I, mean, I, I I honestly don't think he thinks that. Like, does I think he he's think such a. He's, I like think he's he so can, dumb. Can he really be that stupid? I think he's so dumb <laughs> that he's just like, I want my in, and if this helps the business, because that's how they pitch it to him, this will help the business, and and. Okay, my, my, his his best acting to me is in the end when they're in that living room and he's like explaining everything he did to Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that is a scene. I, I, I'm, 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 I think he's being completely earnest with him. Was like, I did know it'd be a hit, Mikey. I did know it. And like, I believe. No, I believe him. You believe him, but Michael clearly didn't. Michael, no, I th- I think Michael does believe him, and he's he is cannot believe how stupid. Yeah, yeah. maybe he killed him because he's like you are a risk. You are a liability. liability. You are a liability. I love you, but you are gonna get all of the complete liability. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. I, I, I think dynamic. he's been. Honest. I think I think he's been completely honest, and Michael is just shocked at at, at the the stupidity. Yeah. of his decision. And and it's it's. It's not really like he... So, as you said, he doesn't, like, expect it to happen. But there's this temptation of, yeah, this is a Mikey move. And it's not. But, like, he feels as though this is the kind of cunning move that would have earned him the respect of his father. Mm -hmm. And to go back to succession, there's a scene where... um, uh, God, it's a big spoiler for the show. (laughs) But there's a... I've tried to watch it. I'm not going to. (laughs) Okay. But but there is an episode where there's a character that is just, like... Man, he basically just expressing that he really just would like his father to be proud of him mm-hmm. and to, to show that he, he in succession he is actually the eldest brother. Yeah, no, definitely he's hundred percent afraid of the family, and he is the one that is just like there's someone who is the Michael per se, uh, or or rather the Sonny, I guess, because he's like he's the one that wants it the most and he's gunning but for he it. But but like he's not the eldest, oh. right? And and so there's a point where the Fredo, who is the eldest in succession, is just like I'm the eldest brother. I am the eldest brother. But mm-hmm. the one who is because he's like the eldest from the second wife, so he considers mm-hmm. himself the eldest of that dynamic. Um, but like the Fredo archetype 
is built on that kind of kind of seething jealousy and entitlement yes. where I am supposed to have this role and I'm being passed over. So let's let's talk about first of all, there's the kiss of death scene. Yes. Where Michael, being as cunning and smart as he is, he's broke my heart, Fredo. He's figured it out, and he's just like, "You broke my heart." Mm-hmm. Kisses him in the middle of the um, the dance mm-hmm. at, at in in Cuba. The, 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 the New Year celebration. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Robertis is having a great time, and nothing bad will happen. Yeah, so so um, Kazel has the most oh fuck face. Yeah. He's just when like he's grabbed his head, and he's just like, "I knew it was you." Just the the veins pop, and his eyes yeah. just like complete fear of like yeah. oh i fucked up like his stomach dropped yep. down mm-hmm. to the core of the mm-hmm. earth mm-hmm. he's just like michael knows mm-hmm. that i tried to k- i'm done done i'm really done ex- do you think you really expected him at that point to, to hurt him like with consideration i think the, the because relationship, like, i think because when the, when when when, when, the, when the revolution started and everybody's running away from the hotel yeah. Um, Michael pulls up in the car and he's just like, come on, Fredo, it's the only way out of town. And Fredo looks at him and in the middle of this frigging riot breaking out, he's, he's, like, he's just like, uh, yeah, no, yeah, he turns yeah, around yeah, yeah. and runs away. No, I don't think that was fair, you know. I think that was shame. It, 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 I think it's shame and fair because like he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, because he has seen, because Michael on the day of his son's christening murdered, six murdered six several people. Several Don bosses, yeah. And, and he's... Mean, Watched him. His brother. No, but but this is the thing. They're so when it comes to like family dynamic in an honest society, because this is what it is. This is an honest society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's the thing. It's this whole. This whole thing is built on family. Yeah. And it's like, has it got to the point where that doesn't matter as much as success? Mm-hmm. So so the the drive of moving the family forward, if family gets in the way of that, is Michael going to stick with the family or is he going to treat his brother as disposable as he would mm-hmm. Enzo the baker who he had mm-hmm. standing out in mm-hmm. front of the hospital? Mm-hmm. So in that moment, Michael even says it, Fredo, you're my, you're my only brother because at this point, son is gone. Yeah. You're the only brother I have. Come, come with me. Let's let's escape together. And Fredo's just like, fuck that. Runs <laughs> I mean, the other way. I, mean, I ain't I mean, doing that. Does, shit. does he not also see Tom as a brother? Um, James, yeah, it, but but like, there's Robert this weird kind of distance business, that he gives Tom, brother, yeah, right? Yeah. Because and also Tom isn't Sicilian, and yeah. he says that in the yeah. movies as well. Yeah. And it's like, you're my like. I think to Michael there is a blood bond yes. kind of thing. Um, I really wish Robert Duvall was in the third one, but he's not. Yeah, because like I feel like there's, there's somewhere there's somewhere to mix up. Yeah, yeah, because and and it's like. He was approached, but then he didn't hear back when they started. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, but yeah. I thought like he was kind of... Anyway, that's the whole no, thing. God that moment, whole thing. my brain was... I, I just didn't register the fear. I thought it was a sense of... That was the first time Fredo had a sense of pride. Yes. As a man. And I feel like him... You mean him away, making that move? Him walking away from my he, 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 feel, he feels complete pride in Vegas and Cuba when he's completely away from his family, when he's given something to do, but he's not undermined by them. At all times. Yeah. I think that's when he feels pride. And then as Michael enters back for like the meeting when he sets up the big party for him, like, oh, the girls and the band and everything. And Michael's just like, cut that shit. Like, uh, you just, you just see him. He just goes back to that little scared little brother again. He fall. Like his face just fell. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. When he was shooing away the girls. Mm -hmm. Scram! (laughs) But I just feel like in that moment. Oh, yes. In in the room when he's just like, Michael doesn't want you here. Go on. Leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when he was. He hesitated because he, he, he wants to live. You know, he wants to escape the riot that's happening right now. But I feel like him backing away was just this sense of, I don't deserve to be in there because I betrayed my family, mm. that kind of thing. Mm. But that's, right. just, that's just that's my brain. Yeah. yeah, no, sorry, I, th- I, think, I think that's a very valid read. I think that, Do you that think he has that sort of honor system within himself, Fredo? This, it, this 
Of no offense. Okay, I think though. partially because like, like he has such his, his entitlement takes takes control. Well, well what yeah. Is it entitlement though, is it like his actual birthright according to like society? It's both. No, no. So like he is entitled to it, you yeah, know. He's like literally he's entitled. literally like, entitled. He himself yeah. is, is behaving in an entitled yeah. way because this is literally his birthright. So he's probably just freaking mad. Yeah, of course he's, he's like, mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, his whole speech at the end, like like his whole speech in the living room before he gets before he kicks the bucket. Yeah. He just lays it all to bear. It, it's the most brilliant, just like yeah. thesis of a character. Yeah. So, so I feel like just so like I'm smart. I deserve respect. Yeah, that's like, not like they say. You guys are like but you can't you can't ask for respect. It's right. something you earn. Yeah. yeah, but you're they're like touting like the family values and the structure of this like like system where like you know it is the things go a certain way and you have to do certain things by the rules and then like he's just like shoved to the side so yeah. he must be like i think a part of it's a lot of like vengeance really yeah i think there's like a, an undertone of, of that because he's not getting what is literally owed to him and they're like like contrarily being like this is so important like how we are set up as a Sicilian family is important you got to do these x y things that's just how it is well, but then like he's like shoved to the side so he's just like eh. well even yeah. michael's like sorry hold on, hold on. let me just pop for, for the people at home that er uh, was accompanied by a middle <laughs> finger yeah. so you need to know that there's no visual aid there yeah. Yeah. um but i think i think so it's like the the family dynamic that breeds that entitlement yeah. i think to kin's point there is a sense of shame to it because the the feelings of inadequacy that he's getting from the trauma from you know growing up in that yeah. household where he was constantly being like infantilized and and mm -hmm. considered lesser than his other siblings um a part of him wants to be in that family and to be respected in that yeah. family dynamic mm -hmm. so when he you know doesn't go into the car uh, yeah i think it's fear but i think it's also you know being a good brother being someone who is in this family means that you don't do that to family and i feel like he's just like i'm i know that you're done with me mentally i'm taking myself out of the equation because i have shown that i don't deserve to be in that car with you. i don't deserve to be in your world because be safe though isn't it like a matter of like in that moment it's also safety because he's literally like very afraid there is both bro. a revolution breaking out and also my brother essentially told <laughs> me and, and fredo essentially is just like hmm angry rioters the most manipulative and devious man i've ever known uh coward fredo absolutely huh Absolutely. You see him as a coward. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a coward. So, like, he, he, a coward he, he, has he's decided all, he, in this he, he, moment. He's almost all the ills of man. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I that's why I'm leaning towards fear because if you see him as like the character as a coward, right, and he's in this situation where it's he's it's several things. He's he he's doing so much. He's doing. The, he will not go in. He's the doing so much. Of the car. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there. I f I do feel that there's shame, but I feel like like there is a like the cowardliness is like. So it makes it a really complex it's, moment. It's, it's also panic. He's, he's, yeah. he, he's an incredibly complicated yeah, character. Yeah. Also, like, can you imagine the car ride on yes, the way yes. home? It would have, just you a, have you ever been in an awkward, silent car ride like, home yeah, with somebody? Like, even if Michael doesn't Imagine, imagine that car ride, A, to the airport, and then B, and then B the, the plane the ride plane home. Ride? You guys yeah. remember the car ride in the first film? Yeah. Where um, the father... Vito. It mm -hmm. was like uh, telling uh, the, the big fat guy, Clemenza. 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 Yes. Like, He's out, or like was right. it sunny, something like that. So they take the the guy that was having a cough because he was sick. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They yes. take him on a road, and he's like, "Stop! I need to take a piss." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the guy comes and shoots him. Right. Okay. So there's also that pretext yes, of yes. sometimes car yeah. rides right. don't end well <laughs> exactly. for betrayals. Exactly. So <laughs> maybe I don't want. And also at the end of the first one, uh, is it Carlo that gets you know garroted? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
What's garroting? So it's it's like you a know, thin it's, it's, it's a thin wire, wire that they use that to strangle it, people. It, it's oh. like two little planks yeah. and a thin wa- razor wire, and you put it over someone's it's like neck. Strangulation and it strangles them very easily. Yeah. Okay. You 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 can see. <laughs> I say Lauren's brain like vaguely fascinated, but also confused. also kind of con- like confused and afraid that why do all these people know those terms yeah. for killing people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's the movies. It makes you violent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, but so then, as you were talking about Bam, that scene, which I feel like his big scene where Michael confronts him about the betrayal, and as you said, he lays it all out there. He's just like, "I was passed over. You're my kid brother, Mike." Um, like not, Michael says, it's not what Pops wanted. It's not, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's not what Pops wanted. yeah. It's just like, like, like he, he's speaking to him literally as a child. Like, well, that's no, not what Daddy wants. So, so like, Mike, Mike, Michael, Michael says, um, it's the way Pop wanted it, and and Fredo's like, it ain't the way I, I wanted, wanted it. it. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's such a good. Took scene. care of me. You're yeah. my little brother. <laughs> yeah. You ever think about that? Like he's he just going like pure, just like childlike dynamics. It, yeah. Like, is that the same scene that has the story of being? done over and over because he because it didn't like how it was because there was a there was that story for that particular scene. oh, oh really as in he kept on in the scene over? Coppola yeah. was okay with this one with the right. cut and he's like oh, yeah. let, me, let me do but it again but John was like no no that's not right let's keep going yeah. so it's kind of it just mirrors like real life so right so what's crazy about John is that like he worked with De Niro and Pacino in mm-hmm. like th- theater plays and they were like this is the person that taught us how to act like after we went to acting school and got the training mm-hmm. when we're actually on the stage john is the person who like really cemented like everything for us like so to jump briefly to dog day afternoon yeah like that is essentially like it's it's almost a play almost because yeah. it's, it's it's one location yeah. Yeah. it's so it. good it's i just so love watching dog day yeah and, and the plot twist <laughs> yeah. i didn't expect some wait wait that. which one dog, dog day, day afternoon, afternoon. Yeah. So, so like oh, how We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. to it in a bit. Um, so how they set it up, like like John would like he he's he almost essentially controlled that set, yeah. Because they would the director would be like action, and then so they set up the cameras and they're all wide, and then like they'd be standing around and like Sal's supposed to speak, and then and Al is like, "What are you doing?" And then John would just like talk to him like, "Hey Al, how's your day?" And he's just like, "What?" He's like, "My, my, my day's <laughs> fine." He's just like, "No, no, no," so, no. and, and it, it just go on talking. And then they, he would just convince him into a conversation that led to their characters having a conversation. Uh-huh. That's and awesome. that's when yeah. the edit would kick in. Yeah. You know, that is actually an acting tip. Like, yeah. just a little aside. Just, just start, yeah. Yeah, like... Oh, Lauren, do you have any acting tips for us? Yeah, yeah, because I just learned them because I just started randomly. But, like, they tell you, they tell you when you get a scene, they're like, you need to have a dialogue of, like, what is preceding what you're going into. So you have to be, like, in your if you're, like, decent... I'm not saying I'm decent, but you, like, sit there and you're like, what is preceding this? Like, how do you flow into this scene? Like, even though it's just like once so like it's cool to see right hear him do that yeah so J- john would just have them <laughs> start naturally and he would lead them gently into what their characters would say oh, and that's yeah what that's that's yeah so w- would he just like have like a little look to the director like cameras cameras I, I, cameras I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. so um, he was he was the, su- the actual assist, boss. Assist, assistant director yeah, yeah. 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 assistant director yes. um and uh, but yes yeah, so just just to like cap off Fredo in The Godfather, like that scene, I feel like so there's Let's a go for a quick fishing trip, guys. Yeah, so so <laughs> well Michael says to him in that confession scene, You're nothing to me. Yeah. And then their mother dies. And uh, no, he says, You're not you're not a brother, you're not a friend. I don't want to know you. Yeah. And if uh, you want if, if if you see our mother, I want to know a day in advance. I'm right. There. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes outside, he speaks to bodyguard number three or whatever. Al at uh, it's Al Neri, I think Al is his bodyguard okay, yeah. in that part. And then he's just like 
I don't want anything happening to him until our mother's passed. Jesus Christ. Which is yeah. just the coldest fucking life. Yeah. And, and but but so then their mother passes. Yep. Michael goes up to him. Not not before he uh, who, who is it at the funeral that he goes to hug him? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So and Michael goes up to him at the funeral yes. yeah. and Fredo breaks down, down crying because yeah. he's Give just him the like biggest hug. Yeah. Yeah. He's and just then, like and then, and then Michael just coldly stares at the bodyguard. Yes. Yeah. And he, and he's and, and Fredo in that moment is thinking family one. Family, family one. one over conquest yeah, yeah. and and capitalism yes. and the family business right. and success and family is what was really important. Fredo's like, I'm so happy I get to yeah. go on fishing trips again. He goes on a fishing trip with my little nephew. With his kids. And I feel like he, he like when there was the fishing trip. There was a few fishing the, the trips fishing before. before yeah, right. They're they, teaching like the yeah. Hail Mary yeah. to, 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 to catch, catch a fish. A trip. Like he's having a lovely time with his nephew. And then there's a scene like right before the final scene of the movie where Fredo is about to go on another fishing trip yes. and Connie is like, you know, bring the kids in mm-hmm. and it's just Fredo and, and bodyguard out on the boat. And there's right. like a look of horror on John Cazale's face. No, it's no, very it, subtle it, it, it's, it's when the boat is going out and um, Connie comes out. Yeah, Your yeah. dad wants you to go to New York or whatever. Like yeah. Your dad wants you to go to him. And then they, they stop the boat. Yep. And then John like holds the kid. He's just like, I'll, I'll, catch, he, I'll catch a fish for you. Yeah. And you're just like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. And he does the Hail Mary. He does the Hail Mary. Yeah. yeah. And then, boom. And, and, and it's so, like, this happens in, in The Sopranos a lot when they're about to kill somebody, but the person they send to kill you mm-hmm. is oftentimes your friend. Yeah. And he and the friend is just, like, smiling at you, like, yeah, just oh, a normal God. day. Yeah. It's a regular day. Let's go. Nothing Why do you just, yeah. like, jump overboard? Go no, where? No, no, where? No, no. Go where? He didn't go where? Coming. He didn't see I it. think. I think at that point he's just like when, when, when he when he says I caught the fish, his eyes are doing something. That's yeah, I think. I think he knows. I think. Yeah, he he knows and he's just accepting it at this point. Because if if he like, first of all, to swim and go where, but also like you know, <laughs> you know if you do escape, that human instinct when you're yeah. like about to die, there's always the instinct to like yeah. fight back, right? So I'm like, maybe he was just so defeated by everything. He was just yeah. like, listen, this is the best option right that now. Like, but but so <laughs> the, the, and that's also there's a there's a biblical allusion there because um right before huh yeah well well, right before um judas kills himself he he says a prayer Mm -hmm. and he asks for forgiveness so fredo doing the hail mary knowing Mm -hmm. that he's about to get shot Mm -hmm. because of his betrayal is is very much like a judas parallel to you know peter peter denied jesus like i think yeah times Mm -hmm. and and fredo like it was a similar um illusion yeah Yes, it. because Michael yeah. asks him if he knows Hyman and, yeah. and uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what's Johnny his name? Ola. J- Johnny Ola yeah. a lot. And l- like, like when he just gets the keyboard, you're like, like you're like, no, never met. He's like, oh, it's my kind of town. He's just like, yeah, yeah meet some people. Do you know Johnny Ola and Hyman Roth? And he just, he just very blankly is like, no, I don't yeah. know those people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does the, the most, the liar. most, the most complete lie ever. <laughs> Fre- Fredo is a man who has ambition. But does not have no the po- skills, no does not have the power, does not have any kind of yes. intellect to back up those ambitions, exactly. and he just gets himself. Again, he has nothing but entitlement. Yes, he's, he's a weak man. I think that's that's what it is, and that's yeah. probably what the father saw in him. Yeah. yeah, and probably why he was passed over. Yeah, yeah. Now, like Vito Corleone looked on his three boys, and he's just like, mm, Sonny, too strong. Yeah, <laughs> Fredo, mm, too weak. Michael, mm, this porridge is just, just right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's 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 John Cazale in Godfather One and Two. Go ahead. One one question, guys. Yeah. Because when I watched it, um, it made me realize how much respect meant a lot in yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. a male hierarchy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and I realized that 
that's something that I personally, maybe because I've had, I have brothers only. Right. I, I, I get it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I see. You, you're yourself with the Connie? And, and, huh? and you're yourself with the Connie? I, I hope not. Oh my God. I don't want to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You're having a great time in part two. <laughs> when, you, when your husband dies oh and she says she's drinking and having a great time. Yeah. I think she's lost herself. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But like, it just makes me wonder what makes it so important. So, like, there's a very hilarious line in Sopranos um, where Tony says to Christopher because he, he there's a there's a scene where Christopher throws you a bit. The Sopranos, right? No. Okay. Well, it's a sh- it sorry bits and pieces. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I say no because if I don't know, you know the whole thing. Yeah. Well, so 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 Christopher, who is Tony Soprano, who is the big boss, Tony Soprano's nephew. Yeah, he's sort of his apprentice. Right. Um. He he throws food at somebody in an argument, uh-huh. and there's a hilarious line where Tony's like. You threw food at Vito. That's got to be resolved. Yes. And it's like, th- you can't do something like that. Yeah, you in can't these step out a line yeah. in, within the circle. It's like, you can have these discussions. You know, you could you could kill somebody. You could, like, order a hit on somebody. But like, you could disrespect them in company. That's, like, that's yeah, not okay. That's, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's because I feel as though, especially in... It, it is a hierarchy situation. Right? But it's also, it's Nobody it, can step out the line. Nobody yeah. can be undermined. That kind of thing. And it's a form of currency because yes. with the, the respect that you hold in a room determines your bargaining power and yes. determines like... You can ask for favors. Exactly. You can do things for you. Yeah. And, and if you if make a request. If, it, people, yeah. if people will honor favors that yes. you've asked of them because like, oh, you did this for me, I did this for you, we have yeah. a mutual kind you of understanding. You made me look good here in this power situation, thus I can owe you a favor. Yeah. Yes. And because like if, if you disrespect somebody... Um, weak, yeah. Uh, yeah, you are showing me as like someone who is able to be disrespected, and then that is how you know I order someone to kill you right. because I need to show it's a show of strength at this point. I need to sh- I don't like I don't want to kill you, but you threw food at me. Right. I can't have people thinking this guy is okay with food being thrown at him right. because then if people owe this guy money, yes. he's gonna be like, ah, it's fine, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. So you gotta make an example out of that person. You see, it's it's very interesting because. I my brain works in that way as well, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. you can't transfer it to an all-girl scenario. Like really? It okay. It I don't know. I heard girls. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> if you do if they do something and you take that as a disrespect, a deliberate disrespect. Yeah. You gotta either talk it out or there's like a lot of passive aggression that oh, happens. Oh yeah. Okay. Right? There's yeah. a lot of yeah. passive aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Outward resolution, yeah. and I feel like there's some middle ground somewhere. Yeah. That could be struck. Well, uh, to be fair, men don't have that much passive regression to each other. They're just yeah. like, men are like, they go there. You either cut him off or you like cuss him out on his yeah. side. And that's acceptable, right? Yeah. You resolve it. You don't feel like that's acceptable within a female uh, relationship? It's usually not because I feel like you get a lot of flack for it. I, I don't think that's deserved. That's merited. Like, that's ter- like, I... I, I'm just like I don't like you. I'm just gonna pretend you don't exist, and that's the end of that. No, no, no. I do that with people. I, I see, and I'm like, <laughs> listen. I I don't have the energy to care that you exist, and I am just gonna pretend you don't now. And that's the end of that. And it's a peaceful life. You see, <laughs> you see but they they will resolve it completely. Oh, you mean men? Yeah. Like oh, good job, guys. It's, <laughs> it's either resolved or you're just cut off. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, but yeah. but like the resolution is violent. Yeah. And and times. and not very conducive often to times. you know, uh, uh, moving forward. It's mm-hmm. just like I've written you off and I'm gonna do it permanently. You know, if you but own a gun. It, it was just a sharp contrast. <laughs> yeah. To like if you watch a film like The Women, um, it's Nicole just a, a different hierarchy. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. Uh, it's it's a. 
all female cast. Um, it was it's with Norma Shearer and a bunch of okay. other. Mm. Yeah, it's it's about a female friendship situation. Yeah. Um, they 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 did a remake with Jada Pickett Smith and. A, um, oh okay. Yes, yes, I've I've heard of this. Yeah, mm. but anyways, if you watch that, you'll find that conflict resolution is very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rules of society or mm-hmm. hierarchy is very different. Mm-hmm. But there is a hierarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, so... Well, these boys just kill each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. What yep. is the male inclination to fight each other, to resolve things, even when it doesn't result in a it's resolution? It, it, it's just the fight. You're, like, you're taught to show dominance. Yeah. You're like, taught to... just want to fight. Like, yeah. Let's just fight. Like, I don't understand. Are you talking about fights? Or lizard brains tell us. Like no, they just show that you're stronger. But so after they fight, they don't carry on that fight. Like it doesn't. It's register. like they get the con- the resolution yeah. from. Yeah, you you, you hash it out. Yeah. If yeah. you fight to a stalemate, you guys are almost better friends. Yeah. Yes, Sometimes yeah. Because <laughs> just like hmm, you're stronger than I thought. Yeah. It's like that anime thing of like ah. And I respect you. That's awesome. That yeah. is so cool. Like. <laughs> yeah. Except you might kill each other, so it's not always cool. I mean, does that really happen? You know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Men Lar- kill each Lauren, other all Lauren, the time. But like, I shit you not, this is like 80% of conflict resolution in Canada. These people just like fight for fun just to show who is the better fighter. Yeah. But it's, it's not it's not a I'm going to I need to harm you or maybe it's just a, I need to show you a stronger thing. It's I've a, it's, done it's, that it's, with it's a, a woman. It's like, it's like hockey. We're just like, no, no, let <laughs> them fight. Let them get woman. the Oh, she just dropped me here just now. Oh, that's oh man. Yeah. <laughs> this this has taken a turn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um yeah, so so that's that he he I think he is Damn, we can talk about emotions and feel on the jump. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course we can. Um, no, so I think he 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 does. He has such a multifaceted performance in in Godfather One and Two, um, and we talked about it a bunch already. But we can go into Dog Day Afternoon. No, it's the uh, conversation first. Then you want to do conversation so first? Okay. Well, let me just turn off my mic. I didn't see it. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't get around to seeing the conversation. conversation. No. Okay, let's talk about the conversation. All right. Me and you. I'm gonna yeah. have a smoke break while you talk about the movie. Tell, tell me about Stan. Stan. Okay. Not not. Their hunter stand conversation so stand. For, well, I didn't, I didn't. For watch, for all disclosure, I didn't, didn't watch Deer Hunter. That's fine. I watched Deer Hunter, so I will cover that stand. You okay. can cover. I'm the stand. only person that did the homework and I watched all Dog these movies. Day. You can come back. Dog, Dog Day morning. Go have <laughs> <a> sk- <laughs> That's a prequel. Yeah. Dog Day afternoon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so stand in the conversation. Yeah. Again, su- supporting role. Supporting role. Right. Right. But you see that. Stan Poor John Cazale, always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he was, he was, the first time you see him was when he is in the truck. He's taking pictures yeah. of these girls that were just yeah. trying to put on lipstick. So, 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 so it's a bit on the plot of the conversation. Gene Hackman, yes. he, uh, he is a private surveillance, sur- surveillance, surveillance expert, right? Some, this, 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 com- this, this director of a company hires him to essentially spy on this couple, this couple, mm-hmm. right? And so he, he has a little team. Uh, is, he, is he like um, Eddie Valiant in Roger Rabbit, where he's he's spying? He's not, on he's not a private detective. Uh-huh. He's yeah. more just a surveillance expert. Surveillance expert. Okay. Yeah. Clips. Uh, he, he he clips. He he, he microphones himself. Gets as close to the couple as about. Well, is he more like um, Mike in Breaking Bad? Kind bugging uh, Walter White's house. Yes. Okay. Kinda, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he's basically just he just gathering information for these people, right? And and he is just an expert at it. He he like kind of like stalks them. In, in like the park and he gets like 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 close close um recordings of them he catches them get, takes pictures of them and then his partner um stan 
his employee. Employee, I should say. Employee, because he don't treat him like a partner. Oh, yeah. yeah, Right. Employee. Um, He basically works the... Equipment. Equipment for him. So he's in like a little... You know, in, in the the classic government truck, yeah. <laughs> like on the side of the road. Yeah, like ice cream truck hidden with equipment, yeah. that kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Um, well, the, pretty much the story goes, uh, he gets this assignment. Yes. Um, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman gets yes. this assignment mm-hmm. from a secret client. Yes. Um, also note that this, this character, this private uh, surveillance guy, he's paranoid. Yes. Yeah. His his job of, of stalking on people, surprise, surprise, has really affected his personal life. Right. Anyways, so Stan comes as backup to this guy. And it's a team of two. And you mm-hmm. get the impression that, you know, Stan is probably the only guy that will tolerate this man. Yes. And, and not for very long. Not <laughs> for very long because they get into a fight. Yes. And uh, so Gene Hackman's character, Harry Call, he is so... Yeah. so the, the conversation shows this very interesting world and even thought of in that surveillance... Is a, is, is a job. Yeah, it's, it's a, a job. It's not. It's not just a thing the government sends you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be a private like stalker, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Like you'd be hired for it. And there's even a surveillance con, as in he goes to like a conference on a mm-hmm. floorboard in New York, and there are all these people like, "Here's the latest in bugging people's homes. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing." And and yeah. then and then Gene Hatman pulls up, and he is like their celebrity in their world. Like, everybody knows him. Like, all these surveillance people are like, oh my God, you're Harry Cole. Duh, 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 duh. And they're like hyping him up. And he's kind of like, no, please don't. Like, 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 he don't, builds his own d- equipment. Builds his own equipment. And, and everybody's like, please t- t- take a picture of you using my bugging equipment so I can make an ad in, right. in Surveillance Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Surveillance Today. Yeah, Surveillance Today. And I'm just like, isn't this antithetical to your job? Mm-hmm. That you're like publicizing, publicizing. your. Yeah, because like if you're on a cover of a magazine and somebody sees you, yes, just so, like. Hey, not Don't know. Is that, that is that the guy? Is that is he stalking? Is he stalking me? So, yeah. Is, is that what's happening? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a very fascinating world. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the movie shows. Um, but Stan, as it is, um, he's so. He comes in and out through the yeah, movie. Yeah, it, 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 it's 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 mainly in Harry as he gets more and more paranoid. Throughout, throughout his this this case, and he's Stan working. was probably his only friend. Yes, and he and he treats him very badly, as very he treats badly. almost everyone. Yeah. Gene Hackman treats Stan badly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. G- I, yeah. I think one of the biggest things there was like, so, it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't even tell that he was mad enough. So. Basically, when they were having this argument in yeah. the workplace of Harry, mm-hmm. they have a little um, factory set yeah. up where um, they go over the tapes that they're making. Right. Yeah. And they so basically, he's like chatting him up and like, "What about this case? What's a, what's the what's the dirt behind it?" He just wants to know. He's curious, you know. Mm-hmm. And he Stan gives a, not Stan Harry gives nothing away. Mm-hmm. So Stan gets mad, but mm-hmm. the, the getting mad is so subtle yes. that he just gets up walk away and you you know this man took it personal. Oh, so um Stan uses Lord's name in vain. Like mm, he he's yes. he's, ba- he's basically like so 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 Harry's like he makes his own equipment. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give out any secrets like of how, how he does his thing, how he assembles anything. And Stan is just like I've been working with you for like a year. Could could you just teach me this thing like I'm like he basically wants to Learn. get better at his yeah. surveillance job. And so he's working under the master of surveillance. Right. And he's just like, could you just teach me like this little fact of it? Mm-hmm. And Harry gets very like chilled off. And then he's just like, I, he's like, he's basically like, I'm already for a year. Like, 
Jesus Christ, if you're not going to trust me, who are you going to trust? And Harry, who's like a staunch Catholic, gets upset that he says the Lord's name in vain. Right. And it's just this like, this tethered, like, just like, don't say that. And they're like, don't use the Lord's name in vain. And Stan is just like, are you serious? Like, bro, like, like, it's just a very sad and like, I can't believe you're like, like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're this person. He's like, come and, on, bro, it's the seventies. Yeah, it is. He is like this almost silent boiling <laughs> of anger between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that leads to um, the next scene where we're at the conference, right? Yes. And that's where Harry basically sees that Stan is working for his rival. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, so he 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 he, cut, he like gets Stan angry. He won't give him. Won't open up to him in any way. Stan like trails off, right? And then couple yeah, a couple scenes later he sees him working and he's just like, Hey, why are you working for the other person? And he's just like, You won't let me step up in this business <laughs> and he's just like, Yeah, but like you shouldn't work for the enemy <laughs> like like you Yeah, like, like where's the loyalty? loyalty? I mean, but like <laughs> I was gonna mention this with both Dog Day and Dare Hunter, but like Kazale's the running theme of all of his performances is that he kind of is looked on. He's undermined. He's undermined. Yes. He's looked on by his peers as lesser than. And that continues in, in the in, conversation. In, in, in the Dare Hunter as well. No, that's a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes you wonder if this was the man. Uh, that's how he was just in real life. It makes you wonder. and Because it, it, he's really good at it. Like, yeah. they, they, I've never seen a man like perform so well at just looking dejected yes. and looking down at the ground yes. as someone just, you know, cuss you out in front of your friends. So, so I, I, I've, I watched about two, two minute documentaries about mm. John. And by all accounts, by everyone, his friends, including Alan Roberts, John was like a confident ladies man mm-hmm. but he was just like very like, like he was very quiet and meticulous in his life mm-hmm. but he always had all these lovely women around him he was very social like he just he just he always said everyone is just he just took his time with things he was he didn't rush to anything he always worked everything like he couldn't rush him to do anything like even if you smoking a cigar it took him like 20 minutes to like light and taste before he got into the cigar yeah and then but then and then end of the day he just pull up one day dating Meryl Streep. And they're like, oh, the hell did you bring up with Meryl Streep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he had charisma. He had, he had charisma. He had but his, he, I mean, his character in Dare Hunter is kind of a ladies' man. Like, he, he, he is the one that... I mean, he's technically a ladies' man in Godfather too. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which might be, you know, the money and the privilege and, and the yeah, name, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, I mean, he used it. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he, he, he is the, the, the gallus of Dare Hunter, yeah. I suppose. Um, in, in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Gene Hackman to me is just like he is and I don't mean this in to to impute whatever legality issue but he's kind of like the Kevin Spacey of his day where he just kind of he's the asshole he walks in he's the commandeering type and he's that's that's his bread and butter right and and you described him as an expert and I don't think I've ever seen Gene Hackman not play an expert the man played Lex Luthor for God's sake right which is just like expert human who is Offended there at the is Superman. a the funny thing about the conversation. There's a huge implication that this is the same character in Enemy of the State with Will okay. Smith. Oh wow. Okay. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. When, when 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 they show pictures of the young character of Enemy mm-hmm. of the State, yeah, they use pictures from the conversation. Well, I mean, oh. so it it is implied this is the same character. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if you need a young Gene Hackman who works in, in surveillance. surveillance, you're gonna find the movie where yep. he did that. Yep. Yep. Um, but no, so the the reason I ask is like, um, ha- des- describe for me the dynamic between because you said that he, you know, um, Stan 
you know, he has to kind of step out on his own and show his 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 Stan work. Stan is like a regular guy. This yeah. is a nine to five for him, but he wants to like step up in his career. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, if I'm in surveillance, I should get better at this. So I work with the master, but the master is stubborn. <laughs> and is it like a, a Walter White and and Jesse situation? Or um, no, because I think deep down Walter respects Jesse's craft even though he sees him as a lunkhead. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stan is just like I just need somebody to twist the knobs. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's never a point of like mutual he, respect he has, from he has him. No. He's he's so walled off because his job is essentially find out people's dirty business. Um it, it, it's weird. He's he has immense catholic guilt. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't see it as a bad job, but it is racking his brain at the same time. Okay, it's, so it's, yeah. it's very there's guilt it, over the profession itself. Yes. It's, okay. it's almost like he, he's like, um, it, it's extreme to the point where he has this girlfriend that he keeps in an apartment somewhere, and yes. she knows nothing about him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every she, time they're laying on bed, <laughs> yeah. she, she's like asking him questions, and if she says like more than two questions, he gets up and, and, and bounces. Yeah. yeah. So he, he basically, it, and the, the funny thing is, everything you see about him in the, in the film, he doesn't really have any dirty business. No. He's not married with an affair. No. He's not really, he, you know, doing drugs. And yet, he is just so paranoid. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has a completely void life. His life is just his profession. But in, again, in seeing people's dirty secrets, he, he becomes crazy like somebody's going to find out something I did. But he's not doing anything. He's, exactly. he's living a nothing life. Yeah. Is that and that's John Cazale's character? No, no, no. That's, that's, that's Gene. Hall. Oh, that's yeah. Gene Hallman's character. This is supported by John. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's kind of like it's kind of telling for now because you know, in the age of the internet, where people put out their conduct online, and then ten years later, somebody finds that. Yes. And it just turns out that things that are said within a 10-year time frame don't always age well. You know, there is that kind of sense of paranoia that exists today over the conduct that you, you know, engage in. Like, Mm -hmm. Ryan Johnson, um, he he frequently deletes his tweets. Because, like, I don't know what has been said in the last year or so that might not look so good 10 years from now. Like, I try to be a good guy, but, you you know, you really never know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that, that... idea of yeah i live a good life but like what if people are looking to find my dirty little secrets Mm -hmm. but like i don't know if i have any but you know you have blind spots about yourself so i think that's a very prescient kind of idea that resonates today even though it's a movie from 1974 yeah i feel like that was kind of taught to me personally yeah so i don't have social media Mm. from when i was younger yeah and I could have, you know, I remember, I think it was like, I was playing, funnily enough, a Barbie game. I was probably like mm-hmm. 13. And there was this um, ad that came up, you know, because when you play free games online, mm-hmm. ads come mm-hmm. up. And they had this thing where, um, too smart for you. It's like a, a campaign that the United States Postal Service had. Okay. And it was to teach teenagers to be aware of their internet presence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what to put out, what not yes, to put yes, out, yes. stuff like that. And so it's almost like, you know that they have those uh, purity rings, that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Right. They, send, they send you this random stainless steel uh, yeah. ring, right? And basically you just learn and you just, they just hope for the best. But I kind of took that to heart. Yeah. I was like, oh no, I, I, I can't do social media. Can't yeah. be online. At all. Yeah. Can't, can't be online. Can't be in so these it's streets. only when I got older, I was like, 
oh, but I need to have something. Some kind of online presence. Yeah. Well, because uh, part of it is because, you know, your your friends kind of... Need to communicate with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's really the main thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's a slow progress. Mm-hmm. So I actually understand where Harry is coming, coming from. from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it is, even though you're not doing anything, you just don't like being watched. Being, yeah. Having that um, idea that somebody could watch you. Yeah. Damon, I really feel like you should like go watch this movie because mm. I think you'll be quite delighted to know who the villain, I suppose, is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yes. Young Harrison Ford yes. shows up okay. in this movie. Yeah. This is, when was Star Wars? 77. This is pre-Star, pre-Star Wars Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. All right. And That's cool. Playing, what do you, what do you call it? He's not the villain. He's working for... The, 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 the villain is paranoia. He just yeah. wants the tapes back from Harry. Yeah, yeah. So he is, quote-unquote, the person, person, the antagonist. But okay. he's just ultimately working for the director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, he wanted the tapes to help the his director. Boss. His yeah. boss. Yeah. Because basically... He's, just, he's, just, he's like an assistant on a, on a, on a work, yeah. yeah. I don't want to spoil it because Damien hasn't seen it. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, I've, I'm gonna, I, I still plan to watch it because I don't, I don't think it makes sense for us to put out a Kazeel <laughs> podcast <laughs> and then I haven't seen all of his movies. Well, um, there's a murder in there, right? Uh-huh. And uh, basically... I love a murder. Mm-hmm. I love seeing it's a murder a in a movie. Murder. Yeah. Yeah. But the murder was unexpected. Uh-huh. And uh, basically Harrison Ford played quite a big role mm. mm-hmm. in bringing that out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's a murderer. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, the biggest part you can play in a murder is to do the murder. <laughs> um, in, in, information is revealed that oh, okay. will lead to. Who is it? G- G- oh, Giancarlo Coppola, mm-hmm. who played. I've seen this guy's face before. I see him in the cast. And I feel like Coppola I've seen him always something. has his family dipping in and out of his Yeah, place. maybe I don't know him. Has he ever directed one with, um, oh God, the guy from National Treasure? I forget his name. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage? Cage? His yeah. nephew? Yeah. His nephew? Yeah. I don't, um, think, I don't no. think he has. Uh, wait, no. Uncle Frank is what he was called it, him. Was it Outsiders or something? He has, Coppola has a movie in like the mid 80s that stars like Tom Cruise, mm. Nicholas Cage, yes. and uh, like a bunch of young actors okay, right so before they did, popped. He did. Yeah, Matt Dillon, a, bu- a bunch of like actors right yeah. before they popped. Well, uh, so that kind of is Coppola's, the the his complete collaboration with John Cazale in both Godfathers and The Conversation, um, and then from there Cazale continues on his collaboration. What happened? I'm gonna go fetch Alarin. She locked out. No, I don't know, but she just said she's on a smoke break, but she has no idea how long we're gonna talk about. Oh it. right, cause we're going, we're we're moving on now. Okay, all right, I'll I'll hit that pause button. Uh, watch the conversation, folks. Good movie. Yeah, watch it out. Watch it. Watch it. I watch it. I it, will it, watch it. It is incredibly seventies in that you're just hanging out with somebody, you're in more and more paranoid. Yeah. Um. Oh, but I I also wanted to say it. Um. It's very funny. Like Coppola, he wrote it in 1966. Mm-hmm. He wants to direct it after his movie. Uh, finishes Rainbow. Mm-hmm. He, he's just he's just like a hired hand at this point, right? He writes his script. It's very personal to him. He wants to write it. Yeah. He pitches it to Paramount. Paramount is like, absolutely not, right? Like this, we don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But here's what we wanted to do. We need some Italian director to direct this Godfather picture we got later on. <laughs> like Francis is like, absolutely not. <laughs> like he's just like, I don't like the book. Yeah. This is a whatever story to me. I think it reinforces some bad stereotypes. I don't yeah. want to do it. And they're like, there she oh, is. Well, I yes. Oh, great. Have you read the dog, 
Yeah, we just about to start it. He was about to come fetch you. Yes. Uh, much like a dog. Much like a dog. Yes. Um, yeah. So he's he's like he's like I don't to do it. Um, they they basically force him to. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just like you're the one Italian we have lying around. <laughs> Literally, they're like you're the one Italian director we have lying around. Yeah. You're doing this movie. So they like force him to, and just he just like bends over back. It's, it's a tumultuous shoot. Yeah. Right. He hates every single movie. He's stressed out of his mind. Like. Because it's A, a huge cast. B, it's a big story. There's lots of moving parts. Um, the producers are giving him shit left, right, and center. Because mm-hmm. he's just like, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm doing it my way. And he's just like, well, I'll take the script and I want to essentially rewrite it from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I want to like put in actual Italian things in it. Because this is this, this script was like clearly somebody who read the book and just like some white guy just came and spit out back something. He's just like, no, no, you're removing all these elements from it. I'm going to speak with the, the writer of the book mario puzzo we're gonna like complete it from scratch yeah and so he had to fight tooth and nail and then he finally came out he's like oh fuck jesus i hate this movie and he like goes away he's like this is terrible and then the movie comes out and it's the biggest smash success yeah, of yeah. like all time so he did godfather just to get to do the conversation he did godfather and he's just like oh, i need to quit the studio and he did a cut to the godfather coming out it's the biggest hit ever mm-hmm. and he's just like oh okay Cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so of course, not not not. Studios like, hey buddy, Godfather Part Two right now, and and because he didn't sign any contracts, he's like, I want a new contract mm-hmm. for the Godfather Two. I will like, and he also doesn't want to do this because he doesn't want the stress again to do it, right? So he's mm-hmm. just like, I will. I'm gonna make several ridiculous demands, and they'll never do it. So I'll never have to direct Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, whatever you want. He's like, you'll never do it. If you want to do it, uh, hire Martin Scorsese. There's this kid. There's this kid, the hot new director yeah, called, yeah, yeah. called Martin Scorsese. Yeah. He'll do it. Martin is currently fixing to do Taxi Driver. Okay. So he doesn't. He hasn't bust yet. But Francis knows this kid's got the juice, right? And he's just like he's on Mean Streets. Mean Streets, yeah. He's just like oh, Mean Streets, whatever. Like this, this, this kid has nothing. Like we want you. You, you are part of the name. Coppola yeah, the, the Godfather. Yeah. Right? And he, so he's just like, give me a week, and he calls him back in a week. He's like, here are my demands. A, give me, give me $20 million right now. I want to make um, the conversation. The movie you guys wouldn't make me make. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure, Francis. Cool. Um, I want to direct the opera. Sure thing, <laughs> Francis. He's like, okay. Uh, uh, I want you to fire the producers who were working on the previous one. Sure thing, Francis. And, wow. he's, and he's just like freaking out. Like he, he can't think of <laughs> any more it. demands. Yeah. He's just like, um, I want my father to the score. Sure thing, Francis. He's like, Shit. Um, I have control of the script. I'm like, yeah, Francis. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I'll do the Godfather too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's literally he's just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you got me. And, well. then, and then so he makes a conversation in between. Then Mr. Godfather, like back to back, and then at the Academy Awards, he is he is best. He is fighting himself. Yep. For best producer and best director for um. For Godfather Two and the conversation. Oh, there also there there was some rule where technically they they would nominate the director for this, the 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 producer for the same thing twice. Mm. So he went head to head against himself in best directing, and and uh, and then um, but he didn't get the producer nomination for. Sorry, he uh, all the way around. He didn't go against himself for best directing, but conversation and Godfather Two were fighting, mm. um, best picture. That's that's legendary. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, so he, he uh, that, but that is that. I mean, that's an incredible story, and it's it's Francis Ford Coppola. Um, he knows what he wants, and, and even negotiating. Well, yeah, but if you're that good, it doesn't really matter what you say. You're just gonna get what you want from them. Um, but I'm glad that he chose to work with John Cazale so many times because he got some great performances out of him. Um, yes, yeah, so as I was saying, uh, he goes from there and he starts working again with his good friend Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, which Lauren oh, has seen. Oh, Is it really a favorite of this list? Yeah. Okay. I don't disagree with that because um, it's pretty great. Um, it's it's like Godfather is a Godfather. Yeah. And Godfather 2 is like they're both, you know, great pictures. Yeah. But yeah. like as far as like something I could just pop on, this is my kind of movie. Yeah. Because it's Definitely. real time. It's real time. <laughs> it's it's like six characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't even looked up what Attica was about. I need to do it's, that. It's uh, a it, prison it, riot. It's, it's a prison oh, okay. riot where they, they shot a bunch of inmates as well as innocent people yeah. over there. So this is from um, Sidney Lumet, mm-hmm. which the tic- one of the greatest. One of the time. greats, <laughs> but it, the, the 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 TikTok kids will know him because Twelve Angry Men mm-hmm. went viral earlier this year mm-hmm. because people kept uploading clips about it. Because Twelve Angry Men, unfortunately, is quite relevant yes. to our discussions of race relations, even yeah. though that movie came out in 1957. Right. Um, but and he also some say Dog Afternoon is very present to. Police brutality, police brutality, and, yeah. and uh, trans rights. Trans rights. He, he, no. th- there's so much in Dog Day Afternoon which is uh, very relevant. You and could make this movie right now. Yeah, you could. <laughs> and I don't no think problem. you'd make it as well. I feel like you would be more restricted in the way that you made it today than yeah. how it was made. Yeah. Um, but he also directed the movie Serpico, which yeah. is uh, one of Al Pacino's first films, um, which he also played. Also about police brutality. Police brutality. Um, it's a it's a policeman who is trying to walk on the straight and narrow. Yeah. What if? The, the pitch of Serpico is what if there was an honest policeman? Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah, exactly. One honest policeman. Yeah. <laughs> who who <laughs> happens to wear a tutu every now and then? Yeah. Um, but Incredible um, fashion. In that yeah. Movie. Dog's Day Afternoon. I've, I really no, no, that's the sequel. Uh, d- um, t- never mind. <laughs> it's, it's Dog Day Afternoon, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the first... All when dogs I put go it to on, heaven. <laughs> the moment they started mm-hmm. the... The movie just started. Like yeah. the conflict just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. you get some nice establishing up. shots of New York, and they're like, anyway, movie time. Bank yeah. robbery. <laughs> it didn't wait. There was oh, no, 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 But it is, it is the the most non seventies movie on this list because so many of these movies is as you said, they people they're just time. hanging out, yeah. and you get to know the characters based on these little like nuanced interactions that they have in these hangout scenes. Dark Day Afternoon is just like you know ambient noise mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. and then Carples guns up. out carpels up yeah to the bank yeah I love it's a it. robbery I, I, believe it. I was like did i miss something I exactly yes, yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah uh he got al pacino playing sonny who is leading the bank robbery and he's got his partner sal played by john cazale this is um, based on a true story right? it is absolutely true story yeah okay yeah um Darren, it literally says that as a movie i know no, no, but i was like <laughs> is this like something like uh, a no, part no, of the no, narrative no, or is no, it like no. actually because the way they said it they weren't no, like the guy got out the jail just started they, they oh. actually didn't even say based on a true story yeah they, they were like this, this happened this happened yeah, yeah. Yes. so the way they said it i was like it sounds like something like written for the movie so i'm like is it actually oh, a the true story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it didn't well sound, i'll, it I'll like just tell you what the poster says it says the robbery should have taken 10 minutes four hours later the bank was like a circus sideshow Eight hours later, it was the hottest thing on live TV. Twelve hours later, it was history. 
and it's all true. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino, Dog Day can Afternoon. Can I s- good, segue good the into his sentencing? Yes, you can. Because he got 20 years, right? Yes, yes. Why did he get that much? Uh, nobody died, right? Apart they, from no, they, 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 they explained it. It's armed robbery and um, what's the other thing? Kidnapping, maybe? Kidnapping, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is um, Sonny who is, uh, he visits uh, Chase Bank. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it is held siege. And it says here, Vietnam veteran turned bank robber. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of Vietnam uh, talking in this episode. It was a busy time. Yeah. <laughs> that 70s for Vietnam. I mean, y- you couldn't really get that much work mm-hmm. coming back from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, yep. that's a part of it yep. is like this character who he is unable to provide for himself. I don't feel like he considers him. He's, he When you watch him, right? Sonny doesn't. The, man, the man's got a wife and a girlfriend. That's a, right. a, lot, a lot of money <laughs> you got to bring in. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah, cause he, oh, and he's providing for his mom too. Yeah. He he is trying to get money for his wife, um, and he wants to, to to undergo a sex change so operation. Two, his two wives, I beg your pardon. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was a little confused about that. Yeah. Oh, like in like in As like in when he's writing a will. Was it at that time? I don't think. I don't. So, yeah. I don't think bigamy is legal in many places anyway. Anyway, oh, yeah. but yeah. especially with um. It's a bigamy and it's b a, a yeah, gay exactly. a gay wedding. So it wouldn't it would like they can have the ceremony, but it's not. Yeah. Also, Legally he, clar- he probably suffers from PTSD. I didn't, I didn't catch the the veteran part. I was kind of like, huh, you know, mm-hmm. I and he's a devout Catholic. Yeah, yeah it's all those things. Like, Damn, we should put right up at the start mm-hmm. before this. Go watch Dog Day Afternoon. I don't think people oh. want to. People really need to see this. They haven't. Yeah. It is alarmingly good and surprising. And I before we spoil it, quote unquote. Yeah. I think you should just tr- truly. But go it's on. a thing like like the it's one of those movies that the line that you referred to earlier, the Attica scene, I knew that so well yeah. as a kid, yeah. and I had no idea where it came from. And, and one day I was like, "Mom," to my mom's like, "Where that whole Attica, Attica? Like where that come from?" And, she, and she's just like, "All right, mm-hmm. we're watching Dog Day Afternoon yeah. later." And she put it on, and I was like, "I'm too young for this." But this is great. How old were you? Um, too young. I was <laughs> probably like 10, 10 or eleven. So is your mom also a I film could, aficionado? Could, could, yeah, yeah. So she, you got into she it. ruined she my life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that hot, hot take. Al Pacino's best performance. You think? Hot take. I don't know if I can agree with that. I think it's his there's, best there's, performance. There's 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 most emotive performance. Yes. I would say that. I don't think I. When he comes off the phone that. with Leon. And yeah, it's like you just see the day on his face. You're like, yeah. So I'm good. sorry, guys, but and justice for all exists. <laughs> and in and in that in that movie, he has to deal with the fact that his client who trusted him hangs himself, and then he confronts his like colleague about it in the middle of the and the scene where like he throws the the briefcase against the windshield, yeah. and and he and like. And Justice for All, I think, is the one that I always go back to as his best. But this was the problem with this episode. Because I fe- I knew it. <laughs> I knew there was going to be one point where we took the spotlight out of John Cazale on his birthday. And we said, I mean, Al is pretty that great, is though. John's, Sorry. like, treasure as an actor. Yeah. yeah. All sides rise <laughs> with him. Like, yeah. you can't have the spotlight. But like it, and, and so it, it sucks because, like, he's in all these movies with Al Pacino, who is objectively one of the greatest actors yeah. of all time. So sometimes you're just going to be like... He was pretty good in that, wasn't he, Al Pacino? <laughs> oh, I'll get to Sal and my love of Sal. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you, like, do you ever like delve into the psychology of these characters? Because I just remembered a uh, line from his wife, and I was just thinking about the veteran. Which one? Man? 
Oh, the the one the cisgendered one. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and um, she oh, she no, was like she kept saying like he wouldn't do this he wouldn't do this yeah. it's his body doing it but like it's not him and mm-hmm, I was just thinking mm-hmm. about like the dissociative aspect of PTSD mm-hmm. post war right 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 and I was just like wow like I really didn't catch that while I was watching because I didn't like catch the the veteran but yeah I was like wondering about that line that. Mm-hmm. and I was like thinking of it in the context of like their relationship like oh maybe but it's a lot deeper yeah if you think about like the, mm-hmm. the it's a lot it's, it's there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's such complex, yeah. right? There's a lot of depth to Sony. Like he he does not feel like a bad guy yeah, in the slightest. I don't like think he, is. he he feels like and in fact you're very much on his side after a certain point. Very much I mean the the if you're not on his side before this point, but the Attica scene where pretty much people are cheering for him. It's like, yeah, he's the hero of this piece, even though he's the one who is like usually like if, if this was like a nineteen fifties um yeah tv serial he would be the one that gets yeah. gone down at the end and you know that ends up being you know his his um he doesn't end up winning the day mm-hmm. um but you do kind of want him to get away like yeah. he's he's setting up the i, I want a jet plane mm-hmm. and i want this and i want yeah, the money yeah, yeah. and i want sal to be okay and I, and i want this and that and and the you know the negotiators are doing lo- what they do is just like sure you sure, can get all that get like where you want to go like, fiji first class let's go I like watched him like make these demands and like really yeah. believe that. But like, how would you actually be, like? I don't understand. Like, I where I I think <laughs> he knows this is all going to shit. Yeah, and he's just like acting as it comes. You think just for Sal's benefit maybe because Sal was like I want to I want to kill that. Like, you said we would kill ourselves. If, yeah. Or we go. So is he just like let me just go through this so Sal doesn't freaking put a bullet to his right, head. Right, right, right. Which is I, ironic. I think, I, think he, I think he planned this as best as he could. Yeah, yeah, and then. That dumbass insurance guy (laughs) sees it and then calls and the whole plan is fucked and he's just making it up as he goes. Even if he, he, he thinks he can maybe get out of town, I don't think he thinks at any point the jet is going to work. But I think he's just like, let me keep on going as far as I can. Yeah, it's just like, what do you do at that point? The plan was screwed before the insurance guy. The plan was screwed the moment the third 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 guy came in and just like left. Like, I can't do this. And then they left him go. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 like, Sonny doesn't feel like a dumb guy. He doesn't feel like a guy he who just... He feels very smart. He just, he's yeah. just having Panic. the worst day ever. Yeah. yeah. He's having a dog day afternoon, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so the, the point where they're talking about where they're going to go, and it's one of the best points in the movie where he's asking Sal, you know... All right, we're going to get on a plane. We got to get to the country. We can't come back. Yeah. But there's also, like, where, where he says um, to Sal, like, okay, is there any country that you'd like to go? And without John Cazale, he, 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 well, he takes a beat. He's just like, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that was improvised. Like, yeah. that was not so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people had to. Sidney Louvet on the day, they're just like, let's fuck around, let's have fun. Improvise. <laughs> and then he just, he just, uh, where do you want to go? He's like, Wyoming. <laughs> and Sidney Louvet is just like, he's like, grabs his mouth and he's like, <laughs> he's yeah. Like, <laughs> dying from laughter. You have and, and to. And he's like, Thank God the sound did not pick that up. Yeah. Because we were bursting out laughing and Al Pacino, bless his heart, he's just like, Wyoming's not... Like, yeah. He, like, he yeah. Want to he, he's completely stone-faced. He's just like, that is objectively yes. hilarious. Yeah. It, but, but it's great because... It would break that, the scene, scene entirely. His character is now like, well, my friend Sal truly is the you are You are, you are quite truly stupid. I'll take care of it. You're yeah. dumb. Says, yes. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. He's just like it's okay. All right, just um, yeah, Wyoming, cool, whatever. Um, yeah, because it, it go now, <laughs> Does anyone know what they were in prison for previously? 
Because I was like, I can't go, go back, back to, to jail. Prison. Uh, yeah, it's not allu- it's not alluded to what he was in, but because was was but, but, Sonny but again, also but again, in jail. They, 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 well, okay, so it had to have been after they came out from Vietnam because they have training. Like you yeah. see them like practicing with yeah, the rifle. Yeah, yeah. So clearly they went to Vietnam. But again, when you so like when Vietnam is happening, remember the seventies, there's like a huge recession yeah. going on. So like even when he came back from Vietnam, A you have PTSD, B nobody wants to be in this fucking war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B every, like nobody's supporting you. C it's hard to get a job. Maybe they did some petty crimes. Maybe, to get by. yeah. The fact that he went, he started, went through it. And got like maybe two thousand dollars. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That was so not worth it. Yeah. And that is the first five minutes of the movie. You're like, oh, you guys fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you missed the brink struck by like, uh, oh my guy, like you messed up. Um. So y- you'd have to remind me, but like, does is there like you get a lot of backstory of Sonny and his, you know, what's going on in his world? Yes. How much of Sal do we learn about? Mm-hmm. Only what's only what's said. Only what said in yeah, yeah. I, I that's what I that's what I that's what I recalled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, All I know is they both they both went to Vietnam. Yeah, presumably. And they have a suicide pact. And they, suicide. I want, and they went to yeah, because they went to jail. Apparently. Yeah, but like so so. Oh, he's a Catholic. Sal Sal is. No, you do know that when he asked, um, when Sonny asked Sal, is there somebody you want to say bye to? Mm-hmm. He said no. He says no one. He says no. Yeah. yeah. So you ju- you do know that. So he's got nobody. nobody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got so yeah. Right so now. so I I imagine like when Sonny brought up the suicide pact, he was just like. Sure. I'm good. Bags that's are packed, he, bro. He, 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 that's interesting. He's a, he's a veteran. He probably already has suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Just the, like, the, the, sure. the thing, though, no. like he was, you remember when he was like the smoking uh, scene? Yeah. And he was like, I'm I don't want to ca- get, I don't want to get the cancer. Yeah. That's, and then the, that the, really hit me then, in context. And then he's, really always, and he's talking about his Catholicism. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like suicide is, is very anti Catholic. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, your body's your temple. Yeah. It's just like, you're rubbing a back. So he's like saying this to her, but like he's also saying, like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, there's, you know, because you think that you're faith in God yeah. like carry he's, you through he's, something he's, like that he's going through a lot he's yeah yeah, yeah. Lot. but, but like, he died from lung cancer this is a thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's just yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of like so he's he's very a smoker he's he's a very quiet character um Sonny's doing a lot of the talk by the way one of the most stressed performances by Al Pacino. Like that, the, you can, his hair yeah. gets more wiry as the day goes on. Argue also Sal, but it's all internal with Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's Sal is. Sonny, you're, you're, you're seeing him crack. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Sal is just like stone faced, like, I'm going to die. I'm yeah. The clothes for Al Pacino, he's getting more wrinkled, yeah, he's getting sweatier. Yeah. The, the bags under the eyes, yeah. like this man is going through it right now, trying to hold it all together. Yeah. And he's looking to Sal, and Sal is just like, I mean, All I have to offer you is shooting these people. Yeah. <laughs> like, all I have to offer you. Point me in the direction, direction. boss. <laughs> just tell me when to start Ba-bam. murdering these people and murdering myself. Kapow. That's, that's, that's Boom. all I got for you, baby. Fire away. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can point the gun at his manager. <laughs> I can shoot myself. <laughs> like, Air me. Sal is the reason that he was able to get all those demands fulfilled. Essentially, Sal is his backup. Yeah. Sal, like explicitly, just like if I don't come back, Sal will start shooting his people. Like yeah. he needs Sal as his as his um, insurance. Insurance, yeah. Against police. But it it goes back to John Cazale playing like just these ultimate supporting characters mm-hmm. where. Um, as you described in in the conversation, where he he gets taken under Gene Hackman's wing, but like very much to the point where Gene Hackman is able to manipulate that relationship. And as much as I don't think Sal, um, Sonny was uh, taking a manipulative eye towards Sal, mm-hmm. it was very much like 
you are a, a, a gun I could point in a direction and you yeah. will take this order. You will not give me anything back. You're I, like a I, blank I, slate. I, I think Sal is his friend. Yeah, genuinely. definitely. He cares he, about him. I, that that is very him. evident, yeah. He, but he's also trying to control the situation that he's found himself yeah. in. And it's not until... I, no, I, I don't even think... It, 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 it's it's in the end when like he gets shot and the FBI agent just like, we'll take care of Sal. Yeah. I think it's generally like, you think I'm going to sell out my friend, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I never sell him out. Yeah. And it's when he gets in the car, he's like, and Sal gets shot. He's, he's shocked that Sal gets shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's, he's, he's truly his friend. He just realizes, I have a dumb friend, and this is the one thing I can use in this situation. Yeah. You know, like, well, just to put, just to clear up something, why did they shoot Sal and not Sonny? Yeah. They I recognize will. that Sal is a dangerous one. Why is Sal the dangerous? Because he's the one he's with the shotgun the and he's and he's and he's Sun, Sun, waving it around with like Sun, a Sonny. You can talk. To. Yeah, he's Sun got his finger talk. on the trigger yeah. constantly. Even though Sonny is in control, he's the one you can talk. To. Like yeah. when they shot Sal, like I was so sad. Like I think I was sadder that they it's shot a gut him punch. than if yeah. he had they had shot Sonny. But I also felt like, wow, okay, well Sal got what he wanted. He didn't want to go to jail. He was like, I would rather die. And <laughs> I was a, like, he was afraid to go on the plane. He was afraid to go on the plane. So I was like, this is like a complicated thing because like. He's not. He really was so against. It, he would rather die. And so, like, even though you wouldn't want that for your friend, like, he ended up getting it. So you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, but I think what probably made you even more sad was because the girl gave him yes his her rosary. rosary. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. She said you've never been on a plane. Yeah, before, exactly. You know? Yeah. Oh, but because like, so he he is, but he's like, he's a sweetheart. Like he's a he's a man with a with a gun and he's ready to shoot anybody. But there's <laughs> he's a, ultimately a there's a, there's like he's almost like a puppy. Yeah. And people, yes. the I think people, he was just right. like, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. It's bad for you. Like, yeah, such a and and like yeah, you do feel for him when he he bites the bullet literally. Yeah. Um. And I think yeah, that's just that's John Cazale. what he does. He makes you fall in love with him even when he's. He's been just the worst even in the world. Yeah. Like, this guy's and he's he's pathetic in in some frames, and sometimes he's like conniving. But at the same time, like even when he's Fredo and he's conniving, he's just like, oh, look yeah. at you <laughs> trying to be a boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just something very cute. Um, a Al Pacino's delivery of "Oh great, it's the squibble," like when he's pulling the girl. When he pulls oh, the girl yeah, yeah, yeah. up, is that, a squirrel? Squirrel? <laughs> is that a squirrel? Is that a squibble? Mm. The way he pronounced it. Yeah. Oh, that's did. that's Granny from Adam's family. Oh, really? Oh. Carol Kane, yes. Okay. The, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, and um, the FBI's uh side guy, the, the guy who drives the truck. Yeah. Uh-huh. That stick from Daredevil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Carradine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're gonna pop up all over the place. I'm surprised it's the first time we mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, I just want to talk a second here because the budget for Dog Day Afternoon was Wikipedia says 3.5 to 3.8 million, made around 56. Well, well <laughs> made around 56 million. Yeah. So it made like you know mm-hmm. a lot of money yeah. on its budget. We should get into movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the same as it was in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps inflation. Um, yeah, I mean, also uh, look at the the strikes going on right now. People are not getting paid what they deserved mm-hmm. for With movies. The writers, like writers and, and the actors. actors. Yeah. Um, With the streaming. Platform. Yeah. And the AI. And the so, AI. So, soon, soon the VFX artist should up in that too. Yeah. Um, Godfather was on a budget of six to seven point two million. It made two hundred and fifty million. Yeah. Uh, in terms Go- of proportions, clearly, Dog the Afternoon made more. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, mm, I mean, no, no, 250 is, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, so it's 60. 
60 million? So, no, no. Six. Six. Oh, yeah. six. 67 oh, to right. 1 million. Six, yeah. 67. Godfather and Part 1 million, that was Marlon Brando. So. <laughs> Godfather Part 2 um, cost 13 million. It made 48 to 93 million. I don't know why it has such a wide gap. I haven't looked into that. Conversation uh, budget of 1.6, box mm-hmm. office of 4.4. <laughs> Uh, so not sure. the not the runaway success, but you know, still made its money I back. I feel like it's become a good cult classic. It's a classic. Which one? Conversation? Yeah, the conversation. Yeah. good? I missed the entire actual conversation. You can find out all about it on <laughs> the latest <laughs> episode so of Movie Mandem. You should oh. watch it though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will listen to the episode and then decide if I want to watch okay. it. Uh, that's, what they're, that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Lauren, we're so happy to hear it. And then um, Dare Hunter, which we'll talk about in a second, it cost 15 million and it made 49 million. So John Kazil, he did five and they were all hits. No, like, it was like he, the lucky charm. Yeah. yeah he, uh, honestly. We, 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 we'll, we'll get to it in Dare Hunter, but yes. I yeah. Didn't watch um, you didn't watch Dare Hunter? No. Okay. But I tried to watch the wedding scene. Didn't you watch an hour of it? That was the wedding scene. <laughs> the first hour. The hour was the wedding yeah. scene. Yeah. So, you know. You can put it on TV right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to say about Dog Day since that's the one that you watched? Uh, prompt me. Okay. Prompt me. Uh, what um, did, what did, you said you had a line you loved from Yes, it? but I forgot it because, okay. you know, cats. <laughs> Whose line was it? Sal's line? Whose line was it? Anyway? I think it was Sonny's. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Sal. It was Sonny. There was a line that I felt was just like so impactful to like the script on a whole. And I was like, I'm going to come and like bring up this point. And then I'm like, shit. Like I came and I was like, this gone. Yeah. See, this is why Toby <laughs> writes notes. <laughs> okay. So am I supposed to emulate like a good student? Because I used to get mm-hmm. beat from I was like. I'm not going to beat you. No, we no, don't no. Have a ruler. Damien, all week. Uh, when, I, when I asked Lauren like Tuesday to uh-huh. come on the show, she's just like, all right, there's five movies. Can you watch five movies? And she's like, sure. And I'm <laughs> And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, I, I hope you do it. Do your homework. And she's like, you know, you used to Listen, get beat. You know, she says, you know, you used to get beat for not doing homework. Mm. And I was like, By teacher, met- metaphorically, Lauren, I'll beat you if you don't. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it was <laughs> unexpected. Like, I really didn't. Like, I, I was like, watch these movies. And I'm like, usually throwback movies, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm like my sensibilities are like in this modern time. Yeah. So you see the filmmaking and I'm just like, I know it's not accurate, but I'm, I'm sort of immediately kind of just like, eh. But yeah. I watched it and I was like, wow, this is actually great. Like, this is... It feels <laughs> so real. Yes. Yeah. Dog Day? No, there's nothing artificial. Yeah. Dog yeah. Day yeah. is probably the most modern out of all of these yes. films. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, if, Except if, for if, the fact that so many modern things are, you know, take cues from Godfather. Yeah. But Dog Day, as you said, feels like, yeah, somebody could have made this thing. It's timeless. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm hanging out with an actual bank robbery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most polite bank robbery, yeah. by the way. Where they I, give you pizza. They give you pizza they give you and tab but, soda. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, uh, and that kind of sense of um like irony about the situation that you see in so many things these days, yeah. where they don't really take the it, it, it the, the, there's a humor about it, where like you watch something today and it's a serious situation, but there's like a wink and a nod right. of how the characters they're, are interacting. They're either like A trying to like downplay it or B trying to hype up the intensity of it. Yeah, and Dog Day Afternoon is just like. No, this is a funny, sad situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and and that's something that really fits into how things are framed today, where like, maybe it's because of the last few years being so terrible and media Mm -hmm. being reflective of that. It's just kind of like, well, if you don't laugh, you cry kind of situation. And Dog Day has that sensibility about it. Um, So you haven't seen Dare Hunter, which I feel like you would really like it. Because you mentioned to me how you like. Hey, right before I move on, can I just say my, my my favorite line from from of Dog Day Afternoon? Yeah. Wyoming is a close second. That mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a great joke. <laughs> yeah, incredible joke. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys but talk about Leon? 
I, I, I would like to save Leon f- for the end when, okay. we're doing, okay. when we're doing our Pyacons. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah. get to Leon. Mm-hmm. I love yes, I have a whole thing about I Leon. I love Leon. Um, it's great. Incredi- <laughs> incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to shout out my favorite line of the whole movie. Like, I, I, you could slip this into like any movie right now where somebody's having an argument. I mm-hmm. think it's one of the best land deliveries on the planet. It's when the police chief mm-hmm. is like trying to explain like, oh no, you'll you, you'll just you'll you'll be out in five years. Just give up right now. You'll be out in five years. Alpacino says, "Kiss me." Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like what when I'm being fucked. I like, I to, like to be kissed. kissed. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Delivery. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's there's so many good lines in Dog. Like honestly, Bam said it earlier. Go watch Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, you should watch The Godfather. 100%. You should watch The Godfather Part 2. You should watch all of these movies to discuss. But like, if there's one that I would say, put it on right now. Yeah. And, it, and I, I think breezy, yeah. if Easy you're if you're going to watch all of these and you want like a starting point, Dog Day Afternoon is a great starting point because yeah. it, it is the one that if will feel... If you've never seen a movie from the 70s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Watch Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. Watch this. Then I would say like you could watch Taxi Driver if you want to like go because that's like such a central thing of that character and and you're locked into him and you kind of get a sense of where things how things were and and how stories were it was just watching a character in a bunch of situations and seeing how that plays out and then the plot kind of gets informed a little bit after that. Oh, if we're just pitching seventies movies, if you want to see a film that is like frighteningly accurate to today, Mm. go watch Network. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I love that film. The incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it's great. Film. Like top yeah. ten. Yeah. The top the, ten the films ever just, ever made. Yeah. The entire made. mood just was like Net net well Top Ten films ever made. I it, kid yeah. you not. I kid you not. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it is unsettling how um you know it resonates with today. And, and I loved both the, the male and female lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you done the, that movie? No, we no, haven't. So you know, don't. Yeah, you should. Yeah. No, yeah. no it's definitely it's okay. something that we will <laughs> we'll talk about. There's no this this part, if 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 Bam says to me like, hey, um, I can't move no. a man anymore. I'm like, okay, well, how many episodes can we do? And you're like, one. I'm like, okay, cool. That's so we're talking network. network. Yeah. Okay. Um, Damon, I'll I'll put that way at the bottom of the spreadsheet. You put no, Scarface. That's I have no. I put Scarface on the okay. list. Lauren has been shouting movie ideas at me all week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, when do you want to end the podcast? Twenty thirty. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it away at the bottom of the list. I want to do it. I want to do it after like the sea levels have risen, um, and it's just you and I on a boat. And we're just discussing like films that we've seen, and that's that's the levels. extent of the podcast. You know that movie with Haley Joel Oz, whatever the fuck. Osment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah have you, I love that fucking movie. Yeah, it's on list. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Listen, okay. I love that movie. Okay. I I don't think I've ever watched it without falling asleep. Really? Yeah. I fucking love it. It is long. It is long. It's also yeah. really existential and gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It has one and of the most heartbreaking endings on the planet. I've <laughs> never seen something that sad in my life. I d- well, I mean, it's very sad and very heartbreaking, but it's also like Jude Law is just loving the fact that he's a sex symbol mm-hmm. and he's just like, <laughs> I'm built to be sexy <laughs> and I love being sexy. Nobody's sexy like I'm sexy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about John Cazale's last performance um, in Deer Hunter, which is a movie I feel as though he plays the, the, the probably the least role. Least is probably not the best word. Um, uh, he, he he's always a part of an ensemble. That's the thing. So yeah, you, you kind of have to just yeah. um, pick out moments from him. Um, yeah, in you mean in in Dare Hunter? Yeah, yeah. So like he's he's one of the several friends of this yeah. friend group. Um, Dare Hunter. It's about this group 
there's a big wedding that's happening right before um, not all of the men in the group are going off to Vietnam. Some of them are going Three of them are going off to Vietnam. It's a group of five friends. Yeah. And they're having this big celebration wedding. Two of these men are Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken. Yeah. Who directed it? Because I just realized um, in Michael, all these movies, there's Michael a Chimino. veteran sort of theme. Like mm-hmm. with Michael in Godfather, in Dog Day, yeah. they were veterans. And then also you're telling me like in this, it was like a it's, post-Vietnam. It's specifically about Vietnam. Yeah. Was it because of the time period that all it's of just these... The, the war was on everybody's mind. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael Chimino directed this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's a 70s director. He's done a bunch of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, Robert De Niro is in this, who is also in Godfather 2. So mm-hmm. he, he, you know, that's the, this would yeah. be the second time that he's in a film. They didn't share any in. scenes yeah. because he plays young Vito Corleone. Young Vito so, Corleone. so he'd have baby Fredo in his arms, yeah. but yeah, you yeah. Know, he wouldn't actually. And, and this is the one where he was sick. Who John Cazale? John, John yeah. Cazale. Um, he was di- he was diagnosed sometime around dog, dog day afternoon, and um, so they started filming their hunter, and he didn't tell anybody. I think only Meryl Streep knew. He's because he's dating. After after Godfather Two comes out, he's like mega famous, mm-hmm. and but he still wants to like. I'm just an actor. So he goes back to New York and does a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. There he meets Meryl Streep. And they start dating for a while. And then at this point, I think maybe only his family and Meryl Streep knew. And it wasn't until they were about to start their hunter that he kind of like explicitly like told them. And then it got out to the producers that he had it. And so the producers, after he's already been casted, the producer just like, he's uninsurable. What if he dies in the middle of filming? Like, yeah. they're going to, we're just going to cut him. And Meryl Streep and Robert De Niro said, no, absolutely not. If you cut him, we quit mm-hmm. right now. So they're like, but we can't insure him. Da-da-da. So Robert De Niro, mega famous Robert De Niro at the time, cuts his 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 arm, his pay to insure to insure John to mm-hmm. insure John is in the film. Yep. Um, this is also <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is also Meryl Streep's first Academy Award nomination. Mm-hmm. I nice. believe she has like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it has such a great cast, and um, it's one of those movies that I always heard about, and I always thought, you know, I should get around to watching this. Yeah. And um, Damon, thank God for this podcast. I would not there are so many things. Seek this movie out, man. Damon, why did you think it was one that I would have liked? Oh, big. Bec- okay, so you you mentioned to me once that you just like those kind of melancholy movies. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the last. L- L- Lauren in a very charming WhatsApp conversation <laughs> said, "Oh, I love Holocaust and Nazi movies. <laughs> you guys have any Holocaust Nazi movies?" And I went, well, "Yeah, I guess technically we'll get to them." Yeah. Yeah. yeah I should I should have pitched her Deer Hunt on the yeah. spot. Though. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not. You it's pe- not. Pitch me Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. But he was just like, watch like it's on YouTube. It's, it's, just it's, watch it's, the it's, wedding it's scene. It's because it's the most. It's because it's the most modern one. I think it's the easiest one. Yeah, it is. It is definitely the most accessible one. But Deer Hunter isn't Holocaust. It's not. World War Two, but it's it's based set directly in the Vietnam War because yeah. there's two two uh, three of the group of friends are going off to Vietnam. Um, John Cazale is playing Stan, Stan. and <laughs> he <once> again. <laughs> he is he he he's staying back home. And right before the boys are going off to war, they have the big wedding. Um, he's what, th- uh, three people are going to one of the guys going to war. Yeah, is getting married. So it starts off them hanging out pre bachelor party, then the wedding. Then they go like hunting in the morning. This yeah. is all just the weekend before. So Stephen is going off to war. He's getting married and also going to war. Stephen's going off to war and getting married. Yeah. Married. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, John Cazale, and uh, George DeZunza mm-hmm. um, are are playing the friends. 
And um, John Cazale in this, in the first few scenes, when I say first few scenes, I mean like the first hour of the movie is the wedding scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about, you know, the person getting married and you see the friends interacting with him and, and um, there's like there's dancing scenes, there's mm-hmm. the wedding itself, there's the, the bride getting ready. Christ- Christopher Walken busting a move. Christopher Walken busting oh, a move. Yeah. Babyface Christopher Walken too. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert De Niro sporting probably his best facial hair of his entire career. <laughs> Ken, I have a very serious question for you. Uh-huh. Is this the hottest Robert De Niro's ever looked in a film? <laughs> Because I'm thinking yes. like, yo, my yep. boy, my boy looking like a snack in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's looking good. He looking I would good. have watched it just for the snack. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is his best look. Yeah. And, and wait, that's, no, wait, that's Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's him. Like, yeah. No, the beard, the beard. Is no. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Yeah. Wow. He, he looks good. Um, yeah. And like, it's, it's, to me, the entire first hour was like this big happy celebration which was y- you get to know the characters and see yeah. them living happily before before the shit hits <laughs> their the lives fan. are ruined yeah. because it's like okay they know they're going off to war and they kind of want to celebrate their lives before everything goes terribly because mm-hmm. war as people learn is hell um and this is not one of those movies that like you know paints being a soldier as this heroic kind of um you know uh, patriotic thing where you no, can they're honest yeah they're very <laughs> much war like this is, is miserable terrible these are people who like they wh- where do they work um like a steel mill yeah they work at a steel mill like they don't know anything about like fighting uh and killing people so so they go off to war um, i'm, I'm, I'm interrupted with lauren's um live reaction to hot robert no nah, bro that don't even look like the same person <laughs> <laughs> am i, I I'm, mike please I'm 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 just I'm just Google I'm Googling Robert De Niro Dare Hunter Baird. Yeah. I'm just showing pictures of Lauren and she's enjoying everything yeah. I bring up. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's it's just a time before things go bad and, and there there's a lot of pre war anxiety where each of the characters is kind of coming to terms with the fact that yeah, this is the the reality that they're about to I'm go under. Off, yeah. So you've got um Christopher Walken's character who he is. Um, he proposes to Meryl, Meryl Streep yeah. in the heights of the the wedding, yes. and and he's just like, "Hey, um, you know, I could die." Uh, yeah, no, I, he, he, no, he basically looks at her like like when they're, they're, the 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 couple is like kissing on stage, and everyone's like, yeah. like, they're like doing the not not cake cutting, but like this other ceremony where they yeah. drop some wine on each other's tongue. But they're doing that, and everyone's yeah clapping, and Christopher Walken just like looks at like Happy Meryl Streep and just like, "Hey, would you marry me?" Yeah, and and she's just shocked, like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And he's just like, great. He's <laughs> like, oh, really? Oh, cool, cool. And then they, and then they just go back on the dance, dance floor. floor yeah. Um, and it's on the dance floor where uh, John Cazale's character really first stands out for me because yeah. you're you're watching him and he's very much like he's just one of the guys. They're cracking jokes at each other. Uh, this yeah yeah. So 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 so, so the pre bachelor party where they're at the bar. And they're singing, "I love you, baby." Oh yes, yes, yes. There is the yeah, yeah there is yeah. that yeah. Like like John 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 perks up like 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 right there mm-hmm. because yeah, just yeah, it it is an hour and a half of like bros hanging out. Yeah, like that that is the first hour and a half of the movie. Yeah, and then like yeah, they are cracking jokes like John John um very clearly shows like um that jokey homophobia <laughs> where he's just mm-hmm. like they're talking about the Philadelphia Steelers or something. And they're like making bets on like, oh, but he's gonna kick, he's gonna score a point in this half. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And John's like, I bet the, I bet the, the, the Steelers quarterback wears a dress. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, 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 they're doing that bro humor to each other. Yeah. yeah. And and like a part of the whole bachelor um, festivities is gonna culminate in 
the dare hunting of the movie right, where right. they go off on a hunting trip. But like, so, so, so the guy getting married, yeah, he's off on his honeymoon, whatever, whatever that is. You don't right. see him, but everybody else, the other group of friends, are like, no, we should go hunting. In the yeah, morning and they do, they do this frequently, is what you get from the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, what I was referring to was in the dance scene. There's a scene where John Cazale's character Stan is is he's dancing with a girl. Yeah, that's what I um, the wedding singer comes up and is like, hey, could I cut in? Which is what happens at weddings. Mm-hmm. And then the wedding singer, he gets very handsy yes. with John Cazale's dancing partner. And like he's grabbing her ass on the dance floor. You know, she's giggling and everything. So like, there's not really the undertone of harassment there. Yeah. Um, although, you know, this was the 70s. So it wasn't exactly sure. like you depict that in a film. Sure. Um, but in the context of the scene, it's like, oh, she's into she's it. He's not really. This is not his girlfriend. He is. He is like the the town ladies man. Yeah. In this small little yeah. Pittsburgh steel yeah. mill town, he is to to he is to his word and to everyone's agreement. He's pulling tail, quote unquote, left, right, and so. You're right. <laughs> so so he sees this woman who seems to be enjoying herself too much with this man who is objectively more handsome yes. and can sing and is charismatic. Sure. And Stan's reaction is to walk up to the two of them. Mm-hmm. And he raises his hand back mm-hmm. and does one ratted slap to the woman mm. to where she falls oh to God. the ground. And I'm this telling is in you, the middle of an extremely packed yeah. wedding dance floor. But why does she get the slap? That's the what I'm saying. That is what me and Damon so, are arguing so, so we were looking at it and we're just like, when he pulls his hand back, we're just oh like, okay, God. so this wedding thing about to get him, him ass clap, yeah. like fucking slap across the face. And then it go it goes past the no, guy. Okay, so, so he so he sees he, he he the wedding singer interrupts him like hey can I dance with this girl yeah he's like sure he sits down he's sitting beside his very drunk friend is, and is, he's, he's and he's just like look look at the wedding singer he, he's grabbing her ass yeah. and his friend is just joking like it's a wedding man Come yeah down. exactly like, everybody's yeah. gonna have fun and he's just like I'm going for my gun and his friend is like oh, get your gun that's again, also a thing gun. this character Stan he's just carrying around a six shooter yeah. all the time all the time yeah, yeah it's just what he and, and yeah. people joke, joke about it. it's like why this guy's kind of right. he's kind of unstable and he's carrying a gun but you know he's kind he seems uh, a little that's just Stan he's just guy. Stan he's yeah. kind of harmless I right. guess yeah. but then he gets up and so, just so does you think he's gonna go for his gun and I don't know shoot or threaten the, the singer but yeah. he it's the fucking girl he's yeah. yeah and he but just Sorry, you know, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, so like, is it reflective of the time period that the onus is on the woman, mm-hmm. like, f- as mm-hmm. the responsibility? So, like, mm-hmm. you are being approached by men, but like, the responsibility to you like, need to ward him off, yeah, yes. like, and, and like, if stop you don't seeming do that, so like, it's into more, it. I feel you're, like you're my girl, you're, yeah, I do. you're just yeah. like the, the misogyny about it because you respect the man enough, you're like, it is, she didn't do anything, she's just there having a great time, yeah, and like, I haven't watched it, but. like, I ex, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's exactly the read because yeah. it's like, oh, well. He is the one who is doing what he's supposed to do. He's yeah. supposed to try and grab her ass. Yeah. She is supposed to bat his hand away. Yeah, she's mm. the one being uh, uh, yeah. antagonized. Right. And and he, so he's calling her a trollop. Right. Would say. And so so he slaps her across the and people respond like they're just like, Hey, what are you doing? And and like they they're like Chris Christopher Walken and um I forgot who the, the other person getting married. Ma- Michael or whatever. Uh Steven's guy. Steven's, Steven's car- a character, yeah. yeah. So they like jump and they're like, What the fuck are you doing? And yeah. they like like pull him on the blast for are like, no, no, like, what are you doing? What, like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And then they like go to help the girl, but then Stan John's characters. Like, yeah, no, no, I got, I got, I got it. And he he picks up the girl 
And he like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you clocked me. Yeah. He's just like, ah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And he gives her a trips on the cheek. And that's it. That's it. That's the, that is the end <laughs> of, of that. And, and it, 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 it was. It's just like, she has to take this. And yeah. that's moved on. And that's, and, and that's at, the great implication. At the most, it's like, she's like, hey, that was that was kind of harsh. And that was yeah. it. And But she's like, she goes on to just be with him after that point. Was she drunk? Um, I mean, it's a wedding. Yeah. Everybody, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so later on with this character, when they're at the hunting trip, um, there's a point where, and this was very much what they, I was watching. So I was like, yep, you do that in the 70s. You don't do that now. There's a point where Stan um, gets out of the car to take a piss. Mm-hmm. And they, his friends play this great joke on him where they drive off without him. It, it wasn't Stan. It was um, their, their big friend. I forgot the name. Again. Oh, it was, it was John that was in the? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, either way, the, the, yeah. the bit was that they drove off. But like the car drives off for a very, very long time. time. They, they, and okay, then it... So they, 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 <laughs> They're going hunting, so they're way out in bush. Yeah. And they're like, I, his friend's like, I got to piss. So they stop by this little bridge. The friend goes out to piss. While he's pissing, the car just starts driving away. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, 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 hey. He's yeah. like, shout it, shout it, flagging it. And the car is just like driving. And he's just like <laughs> staring at him like, oh, you guys. And, and then and, and you hear them like giggling and all that. Thing. But then the, car, wide shot. then the it, car reverses. Yeah, the car reverses. It takes a very long time to get back. Yes. And then it drives off again for a very long time. No, no, no. It reverses back. And the guy's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And he has to walk around to get to his side of the uh-huh. car. And as he opens the car door, <laughs> just speed off again. Yeah. Leave, leave it with him again. Yeah, but like they show all of that. Which yeah. now it would just be car drives off. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And then it fades. Yes. And then it goes to where they're up in, in yes. the woods, right? No, and it's it, just it, like... It's like a five minute comedic bit it's yeah yeah and like if you're of this generation where uh, and you know th- there was this thing that they um who was it uh, i think it was somebody who is some so an actor's sister who is also a producer might have been jason bateman's sister mm-hmm. somebody but she was saying how um a lot of the time when she's in pitch meetings now work gets denied because it doesn't have that kind of second screen kind of uh, attractiveness so so oh. they want to they want oh, to yeah, um basically green light things that are not so engaging that if you're watching on your if you're looking at your, your phone, phone at the same time, with yeah. the, this media in the background yes. so like if it's too complex like if it's like lost or something yes. you don't want that anymore because mm-hmm. people have to pay attention to that young person going to be like looking at their phone and be like the scene is still going mm-hmm. like the, the car is still going yeah. all the way up yeah. still coming back mm-hmm. still, like all right I'm gonna get the joke already yeah. um and there's lots of stuff like that in here um but w- so so when they're going on the camping trip and then they reach to that point where they're you know they get out the car they're about to take the guns out to, to shoot the deer mm-hmm. um <laughs> stan stan is not prepared whatsoever to go hunting. no and apparently it's he a recurring thing equipment. it's like he has no boots he has Was no he Everybody's hungover. Everybody's hungover. But 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 like it's also it's mentioned that Stan, you do this all the time, yeah. and and it's again exactly. he's playing another character who is ill prepared, right. thought of as lesser than, kind of a goofball, yes. and and you know, but you know wants the respect, but does put no initiation in. Exactly. Respect, yes. So like he's there and he's asking Robert De Niro um, if he can borrow his boots because yeah, he have an extra pair of boots. Yeah, and and Robert De Niro does have an extra pair of boots, yeah. but he's just like. You'll this never is learn. Time. This is the last time. If yeah, yeah. It, yeah, no, he says no. Yeah. He's just like, if you if you keep doing this, yeah. you will never learn, right. and nobody ever tells you no. Yes. I'm gonna, and he's lit, be, literally being like his dad, like wagging his finger yeah. in his face. Christopher Walken is the one that's like, dude, we're about to go off to just war. Just give him your boots, like, yeah. give him your fucking boots. Just yeah. like, can we get on with this, please? Yeah. But like, it's a long conversation between them, and like, it's 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 again 
John Cazale being that character who feels like he's entitled to this thing, right? Like, we're friends. Can you just give me your damn boots? And it's a very human, like, very, very relatable interaction. Go all have that friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, also, I want to tell you how unprepared he is. They all go to a big wedding. Yeah. They all go drinking after. They're all very clearly hungover. Robert De Niro is in his hunting clothes. Mm-hmm. The other, their other two friends are in their like casual hunting. Oh clothes. God, yes. Uh-huh. Stan is still in the tuxedo. Yeah, oh he was my. wearing the night before. Yeah. So at no point did he stop to prepare. Yeah. To go hunting. It's ridiculous. So he's it's still absolutely in his ridiculous. Tux yeah. In this drive, in his drive to go hunting. Yeah. And then after that point, you don't really see Stan. Because Stan they, doesn't go to Vietnam, yeah. and so after that, you see a lot there, of there. There is an there is an hour of Vietnam. Yes, there's an hour. <laughs> literally, there's an hour of Vietnam, and yeah. then you go back to the town. Yeah, and an announcer comes out and he's like, "And now Vietnam," <laughs> and, and that's there is, there is no, there's literally a hard cut. Yeah. <laughs> to, to Vietnam. Yeah, it's oh, it's oh, oh, you know no there was that scene before where they do go hunting and they do cash a dare. And they come back home and they all go back to the bar. Yeah. And their friend is playing piano at the bar. Right. And it's that lovely silent feeling yeah. where the camera's just Everybody's just kind of still. Faces. Because yeah. they, they, they come into the bar. They've just come off the successful hunting trip. The beef about the boots has been squashed. Right. And they're all just laughing, drunk, yeah. having and, a good and time. It, it kind of dawns on them. Oh, this is the final This line. is the last time we're going to. I'm, it's the last time I may see you. And yeah. there's a there's a close-up of John Kazee looking at the guy yes. playing the piano. And it's very like... It's it's a it's the first time you're seeing this character who has been established as the loudmouth fuck up, mm-hmm. and he's being very solemn, just mm-hmm. taking it in, and mm-hmm. it's it's a very impactful moment. Everybody's face in that scene is incredible. I think John yeah. is because I, I I so wonder about John, like because they are what all the same age. They all seem like childhood friends. Yeah. Um. Was it you know what like he read John, to me? Was as? it that John is was ineligible? To go, to go yeah, to they, I, I, I was about to ask why didn't he go? Yeah, I I, I, I think he was ineligible. Yeah, they don't they don't like outright say it, say, but yeah. you know, there's there's an undertone of okay, two people are not going to be going there, and um, there there might be this might be the last time, and it is the last time that you do have these characters as they are because mm-hmm. the war changes the ones that go. Um, and I love the fact that you don't know, which is I think lost in a lot of like storytelling nowadays. Yeah, you know, like you don't. Oh, oh, you don't know exactly what's yeah. going on. You don't know what is the history to why they weren't chosen. Not so you just have to. Detail. Yeah, right. yeah, but yeah. Now well, it's yeah. Like they want to. There's something to explain. And there's the a, like there's, it's also beautiful, like just just silence, like yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Beca- because they they're all they're all they like I said they all come out on the trip. They're all sitting down and like they don't say anything. You just they're, they're, it's just their friend playing like a sad song on the piano, mm-hmm. and they're all just like either staring at him or stir- John is staring off into the distance. Mm-hmm. Robert and Christopher Walken are like staring at their friend playing the piano, and they're kind of just like, <sighs> like, yeah. s- like, sad, like, kind of taking in like, crap, we're going off tomorrow. John is not staring at him. John is like staring at the floor, and I think that is either him, Left either p- perhaps disappointed oh. that. His friends are going because when they have the wedding, the whole town celebrates it. Like the whole it's town, it's a big, big scene. They put up these There's huge lots banners. Of extras. The it's, mayor, the mayor yeah. comes to the wedding. He's just like these three brave boys going off to Vietnam. Yeah, this it, is it, a small town. It's a yeah. very small, yeah, it's very, very small, small town. Yeah. yeah, so like these three brave boys are going off to like the, like the wedding is both a wedding and like a celebration. Yeah, that these three boys. Yeah, because the groom going is going off to war yeah, as well, yeah, and, and yeah. so so the groom is at the spotlight, but at the same time you've got. Robert De Niro's photo on the side. Yeah, up on they, they put up these huge big, big banners of Christopher Walken and, and Robert De Niro's yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so like he's like, 
staring down. And I think in his face, again, they don't discuss it, but yeah. what I read is like maybe he's disappointed mm, that he wasn't in. chosen. Maybe he was scared to go in the first place. Yeah. Maybe. That's definitely a part of it, I feel. Were they yeah. drafting at the time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, yeah. so he, if he. That's why he came to the conclusion that he was ineligible because yeah. he was probably like yeah. likely okay. a health issue, probably. probably yeah. Perhaps, yeah, but um, uh, oh, and oh, mm. oh, we didn't speak about it, but the, well, I guess because it, it didn't involve John, but there's that scene at the wedding. Oh, it's so it's implied Robin De Niro has a crush on on Meryl Streep, mm. even though she's with Christopher Walken. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of like. Like he's kind of, he's kind of like I'm gonna get myself drunk and maybe get you drunk. I'm not gonna do anything, but like I just want to see. He's literally like I want to see what the vibe is mm-hmm. here, even though your boyfriend is right over there, mm-hmm. like dancing. And your part. boyfriend is my friend. And your boyfriend is my <laughs> friend. And then so he gets drunk, and then Merle is just, and then and then Christopher Walken very smartly proposes <laughs> to her. So she's very like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Even though he has no idea what's going on between them. Yeah. So Robin Nero sees that and he's just like. Uh, fuck and he like slumps over to the bar and then when he's at the bar um christopher walking and and their friend um uh steve mm, yeah. comes over and they see this this greenberry veteran mm-hmm. by the bar and they're like oh oh shit you, like, oh yes, yes 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 yes, yes. So they're very excited they're like hey like get this man a drink get this man a drink and they're yeah like, so they're what's like, it like over what's there, it like, over there? Um, like what's going on over there and the store is just dead silent like like he doesn't want to respond to them yeah he doesn't want to talk about it he's just like like, cause they're all hype and excited to go to war, and they're like, and they're like, we hope, we hope they send us where the bullets are flying. Like, they're all gung ho for war, mm-hmm. and you just see on the guy's face, just like, you guys have no you idea, have no you're clueless, you have not, you have no concept no of what's what about to happen. Maybe they're terrified, and that's their best defense to try and. No, they, they're very, they're very happy to go. Well, no, well, so? they're very happy to go, but there's also that's that's a part of the jubilation, right? Navity equals confidence right almost, yeah. but then there's later on which is like right at the end of them being out at about where which one is it that, that takes off their clothes and runs down the street is Robin that Robin Nero's character okay yeah this you, happens you guys see some Robin Nero dick in this movie yeah. if I can if I, if like I can pitch Robin anything Robin Nero plus his dick yeah, yeah. He's, he, 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 he streaks down the road yeah then after, the, we, after the wedding point. sorry <laughs> the melancholy wasn't enough he no, needed both right though. right that, right so I, I, after the wedding um, like um, Mike drives off with his wife to the honeymoon yeah. and they're all kind of like after the party and robert is just like i'm feeling wild guys and he like they, they like chase the car as he's driving off and like he basically dog. Hmm? like a dog like chase. a do- yeah is that pre or post war that he's doing pre, pre. This, they haven't left yet this is okay. just a wedding this is yeah. the wedding celebration so robert is still like drunk and excited and he's like chasing the car happily. clearly this wedding was an open bar yes 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 yeah. so 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 then when the car eventually drives off Robert is just still has that hype in him, yeah, and he's just still running. So he just starts running on the streets. So all his friends chase him, like, "Where the fuck are you going?" Da, 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 yeah. da, da. and eventually he's just running gleefully, and he just starts stripping, yeah, until you he's just naked streaking down. There's the like road. a YOLO aspect of going yeah. to war, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. propose to your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I was like, when did you yeah. propose? Like, was it like, yo, I'm gonna, I, I may or may not die. Like, yeah, just he doesn't all say all that, but that's definitely yeah, yeah. The, the, the thinking, right? Yeah. But then, so I'm referring to the scene with between Christopher Walken and. Robert De Niro, where they Christopher Walken basically says like, "Don't leave me over there." Yeah, so so the so I think Robert Ro- essentially naked streaks until they get to like a, the pier. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, I run into water," so he just stops. Yeah, and then Christopher Walken runs behind him like, "Bro," but he's like naked and just sprawl out on the, on the yeah. sidewalk at this point. So Christopher Walken takes off his jacket, and, like flings over his dick, and he's just and he's just like. 
bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then Robner perks up. He's basically just like, I'm feeling weird about going to war. Like, right. Kind of vocalized it for yeah. the first time. So it's, and, it's, and so they have that talk. So yeah. yeah. So after they get over like the high of like oh the wedding and everything, they're just like, hey man, you know, let's let's be real for a second. Like. Yeah. Literally, I am vulnerable right now. I am revealing myself. I clothes are off, and so are my walls and yes. my bo- yeah. So, so and and Christopher Walken doesn't want to be left over in Vietnam. He wants whatever happens. He, he wants like, to come. Whatever back. happens over there, just don't leave me over there. Yeah, like you're my best friend. Oh, he says like, he basically is like, listen, even though this is a shitty little town, I love it here. Yeah, I love my friends. I love everybody here. No matter what happens over there, just make sure we both come back. Yeah. So he he asks him. Yeah. He, prom- he makes him promise. That. So so like there there is that kind of like machismo aspect of it where they're just like they're gung ho to go. But I think he, uh, to answer your question, Kim, there is a part of it where they are they are afraid of it and they're they're uncertain about what's going to happen mm-hmm. and what their lives will look like after. Um. So then when they go off, terrible things happen. Oh yeah. Um. You you we have an hour of. Oh, You're not, you don't even see <laughs> them in the jungle for more than like two frames yeah. before you see them just like thrown into a pit and then they have to play Russian they, roulette. They, okay, so they become prisoner of war, prisoner, uh, prisoners of war yeah. in Vietnam. And I just want to get this out of the way right now. Um, this is an incredibly racist depiction yeah. <laughs> of Vietnamese people. A huge part of what this section of this movie is... They get captured as pure, as prisoners of war, and they're in this little hut, and they're in like the basement of the hut, and they're essentially in like a, in like this river prison, mm-hmm. and the 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 Viet Cong above them are just like we need to get rid of these prisoners of war. Let's have fun while we're doing it. They pick them up two at a time, and they put them on a table, and they put a revolver in front of them, and they put one bullet in a revolver, and they're like, "You guys just play Russian roulette for oh, for God. entertainment." And so there's like a thirty minute scene. Of like all the captured POWs, including Christopher Walken, Robert De Niro, like hearing people just above them being forced at gunpoint to play Russian roulette until somebody eventually loses, mm-hmm. and this is how the the Viet Cong are just you know having fun. But so it's just it's just there's no characterization to them anyway. They're just like angry, forcing you by gunpoint, like. Do the thing. Do, I don't care. Do the thing. They're, they're not having conversations with you. They're not, you're not seeing no humanity other than I'm forcing you to do the thing. Right? So eventually, Robert hatches a plan where um, we'll, 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 he says, we'll, 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 big, we'll have the stakes. Tell him to put three bullets in the gun. And then what happens is I'll, 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 I'll click and then I'll give you the signal. And then by law of averages, the other bullet must be another one, and I'll shoot somebody, and then you grab their gun, and then mm-hmm. we'll escape. It does work. Yeah. Um. Eventually, so they does work. They escape. They free their other friend, um, Mike. So no, it's Steve. But Steve, I, b- before you get to that point, so Steve is like freaking out more than anybody, and Robert De Niro's character, he's he's trying to calm him down, and yeah. it's not. It's 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 probably the funniest part of these scenes, um. But it's essentially. Robert De Niro is like hyping Steve up, being like, "Hey, Steve, you got this. You can do this. Pull the trigger, Steve. You'll be all right. You'll be all right." And he's being reassuring to him, right? And then there's a point where he pulls the trigger. It has a bullet in there, but he he does it in a way where it just slides off of his head and it grazes him and hits the roof. And then Steve gets put back into the pit because he like survived the Russian roulette for that mm-hmm, scene. Mm-hmm. Then there's a scene where Robert De Niro's character and Christopher Walken, um, they're talking, and um, that's when he's hatching the plan. He's just like, "Hey." We got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And Christopher Walken character is like, what about Steve? And Robert De Niro is like, 
yeah, forget about Steve. Steve's, He's not good. Steve's Look, I was talking up, gone. I was talking a big game to Steve, but like right. Steve is not. He cannot cope in they this world. They realize that Steve is fully broken down. And yeah, cannot survive. And I just thought, like, anyway. like just to go, like, and the way he does it from like, yeah, Steve, you got this. You're mm-hmm. good. We'll, we'll come back for you, Steve. He's just like, yeah, Steve's, Steve's done. Yeah. We're, we're not. Do- we're, we cannot count on Steve anymore. Mm-hmm. Forget you ever met Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so they they end up escaping. Um, so, so, so they escape. They. They get like this tree, big tree branch and they like guide themselves down this river. Eventually, a helicopter comes yeah. and picks them up. But the helicopter, because helicopter is already on a mission, they're just like, we can't stop. We just need to pick you guys up from the river and go, right? We're already in the middle of doing something. So they like slide. They pick up um, Steve. Mm-hmm. They says you first. And Rob Nero and Christopher Walken are like hanging off of the No, no, it's Steve and Robert De Niro because Steve is the one that falls and breaks yes, his yes, legs. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So Christopher Walken is the one that's home free in the in the yes, okay. helicopter. Right. Robert De Niro's character and Steve are like hanging on the, the legs of the helicopter. Yes. Um, Steve can't pull himself up because like he's just he's, yeah, rattled, he's rattled. rattled, right? Yeah. They fall. They fall back in the river. Yeah. And the helicopter's just like, I, I really can't stop, bro. Sorry. And yeah. they, just, they just fly off. Yeah. But eventually, everybody ends up back at the camp. Um, yeah. they, they, they finally get back to a base. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Walken is a shell of a man who, who's like, his memory isn't working properly. Um, there's all there. There's two scenes that I thought were really good where there's um, uh, Walken's character is, he, he starts the proceedings to call his girl back home, Linda, played by Meryl Streep. And then he's just like, forget it, not doing it. Yeah. And then um, Robert De Niro, um, there's a point where when he's back home and they have like a big banner that says, welcome home. And he's just like, drive, just drive, just drive. He just does not want to. He doesn't want, want to, to deal with. Deal. He comes back home to the town by himself. Yeah. And he doesn't want to have this big hero welcome. Where yeah. He's just like, I just went through the worst thing I've ever went in my life. Um, yeah. Christopher Walken goes AWOL because he's just like, I cannot go back home. Yeah. Um, and okay, so, so, so further to the racism of, of, of this movie. It's, uh-huh. it is, it's truly a, a very strange. It, it, is a, it is a specific made-up racism almost because, okay, so this movie accidentally popularized Russian roulette. Because oh, when Christopher Walken, y- yes, because when Christopher Walken gets back to the main city, at, 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 they, I don't think they named the city where the military base is on the outskirts of, he's basically just like, all right, he gets patched up at the hospital. He's just like, I'm gonna go find my friend. So he like goes to the city to like ask around. He stumbles upon some underground club where they're also playing Russian. Run play. by a Frenchman. Run by a French. Well, the French were. Had yeah. control of you and all that thing. Um, so, so he stumbles into a club where they're also playing Russian roulette, uh-huh. and so he just sees this terrible thing that he thinks was just some silly war game, and it's implied that like, oh no, all Viet Cong love the game of of Russian roulette. This is a big thing in the community. Mm-hmm. This is what they do all the time. It's this big tournament. Like, there's a bunch. It's like a contest. A bunch of people are here betting money on these two people, and so the the. V- the view of racism is you don't see Viet Cong really outside of the aspect. Mm-hmm. All you see is the, the, the two depictions is them playing it in the jungle to fuck people and then playing it casually yeah. back home as like a betting contest. Yeah, it's like the, the, the way that you'd see like cockfighting and people like yes. screaming and throwing money being like, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that that's the two, and that's the two depictions of them and there's nothing really outside of that. Yeah. So that's why it's just like, like even when the movie came out, like, like, like the government of Vietnam is just like, we don't 
do this? Russian roulette. Like, yeah. what? Why do? You, why does your movie imply that yeah. like, this is mm. a big thing? Like, and I don't understand it. But like, they, 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 the directors and writers kind of just made it up to sh- as the game that breaks their their mental strength. Yeah. But when it gets back to the town, they're like, this is nothing. Like, yeah. y- yes, people play it, but like, this is not. Why are you and pretending like, this is but, some but like you can understand. I can understand it in like as the metaphor for the the kind of hopelessness of the situation yeah. of war because it's like it's just like this random game where you don't really have any agency and you could just die one day mm-hmm. you know pull the trigger one day and you, you you die or then another day you get free but then like you're still you're kind of like walking dead at that point where you just you feel like you don't have a life because you could have died in that moment mm-hmm. um it's just yeah as you said it's not it's not realistic in any way it's almost like fictitious this it's whole it's a fictitious racist trait yeah <laughs> yeah um for the, for the yeah but then um just to to bring it back to Johnny, yeah the, the, the main man um when they get back home he's basically like he's still the same guy but now he's the same guy with his friend who has ptsd and has no time for his bullshit right um, so, so Robert comes back home. Everybody else is the same. Everybody's like, "Oh, Mag, welcome back!" Because they just have no idea yeah. what's going on over there, right? This is the this is still the the early seventies, so mm-hmm. like I guess where it's depicted. So like America's just like, "Oh, we're going to win the war. Nothing's gonna, yeah." It, it, it's that attitude. Yeah, and it's a very small interlude. Yeah, interlude. and whoever isn't back home yet is going to come back home any day now. Yeah. Um, and then they go on another hunting trip, and there's a scene where um stan is waving around his revolver again yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. his one show of manhood is this little the pistol, little little, little like pea shooter are, yeah pea shooter guys around yeah um and and the other friend who didn't go to war is talking about um his girl at the time going out with somebody else and he's just like say that again and points a gun to his face and that's when robert de niro walks in he's just like the fuck you are not playing with a yeah. gun in my he, presence he like jokes around and points a gun at this yeah. friend around you just grabs the gun and he like sticks his mouth he's like does this seem like a fucking game to you load like, the gun john st- st- stand, john so Cazale? so john cazale's yeah. character had a gun waving around yeah. and, and they're on a hunting trip for deer right. yeah. and it's like his why are you bringing a, a handgun yeah we bring that gun bring a rifle right yeah, yeah. yeah so his friend makes a joke about like oh your girl is sleeping with somebody else so he plays yeah. and pulls out his gun yeah like, what you say and that just throws but like the, the the friend who is getting the gun pointed at him is like used to this behavior mm-hmm. so when when yeah, yeah. robert de niro like grabs the gun they're all just like yo what's going on so then robert de niro loads it with one bullet spins the thing yeah. spins the the, the barrel mm-hmm. and he's just like bam and it doesn't shoot him yes. but like very well could have yes. and it's at that point where he's just like yeah, this friend group not going to work out, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then, like, y- y- uh, further progresses. Um, Essentially, stands final scene. Right? K- yeah, pretty yeah. much, and it's very intense because it's like a moment where he has the gun to his forehead, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "What is going on? I was just playing around. Like, like, this man was my friend. It's me, Stan. This is how I joke around. Yeah, yeah." And he's and Robert's just like, "No, that's not a joke." Yeah, <laughs> like, and and he's he much. looks petrified, and he plays it really, really yeah. well. Um, his eyes looking up at him when like yeah not, it know, is terror it's, it's crazy. um and then you know the the remainder of the movie is really um watching robert de niro's character have to like cope with being back home mm-hmm. um he remembers you know the the promise to his friend to bring him back home so he goes back to vietnam and then Sta- to be fair stan gets one scene right before that gun scene where they are mm-hmm. hunting a dare but it's unsuccessful this time yeah but they corner two dares and I, th- I think Stan wounds one mm-hmm. because it just runs, but it collapses in a river. In the river, right. So it's like, 
flailing in the river, but Stan is so excited. Like, I, got I caught one. one. I caught one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. really, he just trapped it in yeah. the river. Which, again, John Cazale, being a pathetic individual, yes. celebrating his one, one mediocre success. Um, it's, yes. Yeah. It's and then the last you really see of him is, I mean, if you haven't seen Dare Hunter, to not spoil it, but there's a funeral at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they're just in mourning and then they're all singing um, God Bless America. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of has this kind of, uh, to me, it read as this kind of, um, yeah, this is a patriotic song. And I was reading up on like the choice of the song and it was basically um, director was like, yeah, this is just a song everybody knows. Mm-hmm. It's not really meant to be like, hey, these people are still patriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very much each of the characters is like, we have, you know, lost friends, both mentally. Um, one of them, the one who broke his legs, he, he's, he's an amputee yeah. um, and one of his arms doesn't work. His, his you know, wife... And him have a very strained relationship. His, his wife has gone catatonic. Catatonic, yeah. Because like he he comes from from war and he's like disabled, and he he's shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he essentially when he when he goes to the veterans hospital, he doesn't want to leave. Yeah, like he he can't go back to town and face that he's now like a cripple because remember he so he he marries he marries the day before he ships off eventually yes. so he's just like i'm gonna go to war and i'm gonna come back as a big war hero from yep. my wife and then he, of course he gets crippled he brain his brain melts from the war he gets he gets crippled so he's just like i'm gonna stay in the veteran so that he like he has his t- he has his t- he has his rough conversation robin nero which is like I, I i can't go back home yeah right now i can't i'm not, I'm not ready mm-hmm. for that but he's never afraid and then in subsequently his wife who has not seen him since the war She's essentially just like bedridden with grief, and she like and like the, the her the family's taking care of her, but she just can't deal with it, and it's 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 even more painful because like right before he gets the stand the Steve gets one scene where like his mother essentially says. I don't even like this girl. Why? Why are you marrying her? And he's just like, I love her. I like, I'm gonna marry her. He's just I like, love her. Yeah, she but loves you're me. going to war. Who knows when you're coming back? You're like, mom, it'll be fine when I come back. Just, just put up with her for a bit. And then, so the mother hates the wife, but she now has to like take care of her mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it, it's it's I th- all all of his performances in all these movies are are very great. Um. And yeah, he's literally one of the best to ever do it. Made all this. I mean, all these movies that not only made money. Is this our most melancholy episode, Damon? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We haven't touched the Nazis yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't wait for or yeah. or the pianist episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's do let's do a quick rundown of our paracons. Um, let's start with Godfather. Um, Godfather one. Uh, you're gonna just combine one and two with the same characters. Uh no, I I think, I think I think Fredo is maybe Paracon mm. for part one. But in part two, he's upgraded to supporting character, thus knocking him out. Okay. As, as Payakon. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then conversation. He he could be Payakon actually. He's mm. very he's very he, he he like he like essentially is the only person who can like brief some small humanity out of um, mm. Gene Hackman. Um, and then Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> Leon. Mm. Leon. Leon is a thousand percent <laughs> <laughs> the Payakon. Leon changes the whole movie yeah, <laughs> with yeah. Leon's oh, presence changes the whole whole movie um sh- also shout out to, to to the police chief who has to talk to Leon because I think that's such a special where they're in the barbershop yep. and everyone's holding around and you can see like the two homophobic police kind of like giggling at it right and the police chief is just like I'm just speaking to you as a human right now I'm not like I'm, 
I'm just trying to get like a, I thought it was a very and yeah scene. yeah it's very good. Maybe he's doing this for you, Leon. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but then, it, it Leon clinches it with with the phone call. That's just that's that's just amazing. <laughs> phone call that they have. Also, the, and yeah, it's very emotional. Down. Who yeah. was the random voice that kept calling and saying really weird stuff? Uh, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. Remember, it's the whole thing is being broadcast on TV live. Yeah, yeah. So it's, so a random it's, it's just creep. some random creep. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and oh, then. <laughs> I think he could be in Dare Hunter as well. He could be in Dare Hunter. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? Um, yeah, but I also really want like a funny spin-off of those of the two fat friends. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, we're that, like he has my favorite line. It's not a funny movie by any means. Mm. But um, when they're hanging out, it's nice to see them hang out. But when they get to the hunting trip, before they go out hunting, they're just having like snacks mm-hmm. before they go out. And th- it's these two guys, and they're like on the car roof, and they're just assembling and putting on clothes. And the guy has this huge jar of mustard out. Yes. And the guy like <laughs> dips a Twinkie in the mustard and starts eating it. And, he, and, and, and the other guy beside him is yeah. like, You're dipping Twinkies in mustard? And he's yeah. like, What the hell are you, a traffic cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they but as far as much as that movie is not a comedy, the hanging out scenes are very much yeah, like like uh, it may be because I just watched Stand by Me, but that that mm-hmm. that group of friends really did read to me as oh the kids from Stand by Me yeah grew up and actually stayed mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, uh, I I don't it's hard for me to pick a paracon for Godfather because like. Everybody's. Does Robert Duvall like? Does he? He he can maybe, count. Maybe, maybe. Because I think he would be mine. I always go to Tom Hagen's performance yeah, as yeah. being like he is. I think he's as cold and as savage as Mike. Yeah. Um, and like he's just he's integrated into it. He's mm-hmm. there's no denial of it. He's just mm-hmm. like casual, very casual. Still, Dan Keaton look. could also be because like yeah. she goes through so much she <laughs> she probably would be for me like she doesn't get show off his scenes yeah like what she's carrying i'd probably say her for two because like the the mm. scene the scene where she's telling michael that she had an abortion is like yeah. oh, it's oh. killer yeah. um catholic. let me see catholic so yeah, yeah the catholic catholic guilt hyman roth is kind of a pack he's pretty good yeah he's pretty good uh dog day afternoon sylvia sylvia the the the, the, head, of the, 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 the head the head lady bank teller I love her so much. She's okay, incredible. she's incredible. Um, I'd probably give it to Leon as well because he just yeah. like he he hits you like it hits yeah. you really hard. Uh, I didn't see conversation, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look at look at the cast. Guess, guess somebody. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Um, and then Dare Hunter, I would give it to um Kazale because I feel like he like every time he was on, he was the one who was just like, let's see what this guy does. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the cast of the conversation, Harrison Ford, I'm going to pick him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good. That's fine. Um, I would say John Cazale is the world's Pyacon. Yeah. And he 19- was... 1970s Pyacon. The 1970s Pyacon. He gave the great performances and he wasn't afraid to step out of the spotlight. And then in many sa- in many many instances, he would steal it right back. He's the best at being the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is the best at being the worst. So... Yeah. Happy birthday, John Cazale. Uh, yeah, we, we miss he you. Be, he would have been 87 this year. Yeah. One of the best to ever do it. Yeah. Miss him very much. And we appreciate the work that he did while he was around. Your work will yep. live on forever. Forever. Uh, literally forever and ever. So many of these films are consistently put on the greatest films of all time list. And yep, just an absolute legend. All right. Um, thank you guys for being here for this episode. Kin, Lauren, we really appreciate your insights and inputs. Thanks for having us. Um, 
And um, you can find this podcast on anywhere podcasts can be found. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, all the things, all the things, SoundCloud, whatever. Find me at Damon Michael Movies on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Bam, you want to say where I can find, find you? Yeah, Flat Bammy on, I'm calling it Twitter again, <laughs> on Instagram was taken, on Threads and uh, Insta. Insta. Um, Ken does not like the internet. Yeah. She doesn't care for it. Don't find me, please. Yeah. Alright, well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. It's a long one.